I want to thank you for making my pillow 2.0 a huge success. Now I'm bringing it to you for the lowest price ever. Get a queen size for only $39.98 with your promo code. My pillow 2.0 is made with my patented adjustable fill. Plus, we've infused the fabric with our temperature regulating technology. You combine that with our brand new Mattress Topper 2.0, and I guarantee you, you get the best sleep of your life. It's the perfect time to get the MyPillow 2.0s for your friends, family, and everyone you know. They truly make the best Christmas gifts ever. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to save 50%. Get your queen size MyPillow 2.0, Regularly $79.96, now only $39.98, and king size just $5 more. From all of us at MyPillow, Merry Christmas and God bless. MyPillow.com What is our common bond truly? Freedom! Freedom! Without freedom, you can't be a Christian no matter what denomination you belong to. You can't be a Buddhist. You can't own a donut shop. You can't drive from here to Oregon. You can't be an American because that's what it's all about, and it's the only thing that it's all about. Nothing else. Nothing else. There's a time to pray and there's a time to stand. and the jeep what is our common bond truly civil war happening right now freedom ron mcdaniel better be freedom without freedom you can't be a christian no matter what denomination you belong to you can't be a buddhist um she was on you can't own a donut shop you can't drive from here to oregon i saw the clip i don't watch fox news what don't say such things. Stretch face. I am more angry than we did. Huh? No. Seriously. You just get your lips. They're, oh my God, they're all freaking 80s stuff. Okay? Yeah. We got their free Fox News plastic, plastic surgery, like uh, Brent Bear with his freaking frozen Botox eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is. Uh... Everybody's got to understand the annual budget and the annual spend. And I have to admit right now, I don't know the ROM or rough order of magnitude. I think we're, our budget is up to about three and a half trillion, four trillion a year. Uh, or excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, our, but w- with all this extra spending, all the extra spending. 
we're like 4.7 early uh, low fives in spend, but we're only taking in like uh, three and a half uh, trillion. So in the past, we could overspend because of the, the world economy looked at America as the best bet for the future. And we could uh, float uh, US treasuries um, uh, uh, and people would buy them, such as China. Everybody would go, oh, China owns our debt. China controls us. Well, actually, uh, that's actually not how economics works in finance. And after a certain point in time, who controls who in this situation? Actually, we have far more leverage over China. Yes, China wants your debt, come and get it. That's one more problem that she is having to deal with in China. I'm not in any way advocating overspending. This is how civilizations and great, great nations collapse, uh, you know, things like this. But the challenge with a lot of our members of Congress and uh, uh, is they, they look at this as just, it's just made up numbers. And just like, oh, we have such large resources. We just do anything we want. Well, we are the biggest budget in the universe. We are, there is nothing bigger than the US government uh, budget, nothing. You know, when I bring on people as I have, and back in the day, it was early on when we were discovering targeted individuals, how they were subjected to uh, microwave frequencies. Guess who is now being subjected to mind control frequencies? Guess who? The CIA. And the FBI. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they were like, oh, they were calling us all a bunch of conspiracy theorists. Oh, sure. Now they're running around saying, oh my goodness, I got a man syndrome. Yeah, because you're probably on the good side of things and they're blasting you. They are blasting you with EMF big time. We're going to have some solutions to that as well. We're not just going to complain about it. First solution, I believe, is I'm going to draft an executive order that President Trump will sign it at um, at 1201 uh, after his inauguration, and that is to launch a drone strike on the CIA. Two American spies have just arrived at Sandoz Laboratories, one of the world's leading pharmaceutical factories. The mission cornered the market on the world's supply of a powerful new psychoactive drug. The CIA was scared stiff for the KGB was going to get all this LSD and come over and start dosing people. So we bought every drop of LSD in existence at that point. The CIA has just authorized the purchase of 10 kilograms of pure LSD-25, enough to dose more than half the population of the United States. They gave it to George White and let George start dosing people. George Hunter White, a larger-than-life undercover federal narcotics agent. Unbeknownst to his supervisors, White also works for the CIA. His job, to conduct experiments for an operation called Midnight Climax. George had a CIA safe house stocked with booze. George would sit behind this one-way mirror, drinking martinis, sitting on a portable toilet. If he had to take a leak, he didn't want to get up and leave. White pays prostitutes to lure their clients to the agency's safe house. Hookers who would bring these suckers back to the apartment and dose them with pure LSD-25. This is where I have my effect. In the mind. This is lysergic acid diethylamide, better known as acid. The powerful drug was first synthesized in 1938 in Switzerland. With a dose of mere micrograms, the mind becomes confused. Perception is distorted. Personal identity is called into question. The results can be euphoric bliss or deadly panic. 
White takes meticulous notes and files his reports to his CIA handlers. So that was how LSD was introduced to this country. Operation Midnight Climax is part of a larger top secret CIA program called MKUltra. The goal, learn how to control and even reprogram people's minds. The CIA believes LSD might hold the key. Over the next 10 years, the agency doses a cross-section of the American public. Everyone from unwitting housewives, to soldiers, to even criminals like gangster Whitey Bulger is tested. You know what the CIA really dreamed of was sort of like a drug you could give to someone, get them to commit all sorts of unspeakable acts, and they wake up the next day and they don't remember what they've done. They were looking into brainwashing, they were looking into mind control, they were looking into how they could create what they called Manchurian candidates. They were trying to figure out if they could get people to go out and do things that they would ordinarily not do, like assassinations. The case of MKUltra has to be one of the craziest cases of blowback in CIA history because here they took this drug, LSD, and thought that they were gonna be able to use it to control people's minds. And the unbelievable irony is that LSD is a drug that does exactly the opposite. It frees your mind and uh, causes people to question authority. Turn on, tune in, drop out. The CIA's attempt to control people turned out to be <laughs> just the opposite. It created the counterculture as we know it of the 60s. There was the CIA that introduced LSD to the United States. We were watching through surveillance, some individuals gathered around a campfire, looking like they were having a meeting. The main person we were going after was a facilitator of some type of network. Previous. And what do you think? You think we'll be able to get rolling just right? I think so. Yes, we are. Good morning, everybody. You know, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a busy show. I have a lot of stuff to do. I have pretty um Pretty decent rants. Mm -hmm. I've got um, fire in my gaggle. It's a gaggle fire. You do. Five alarm blaze. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, whatever that means, I don't know. Uh, but uh, I will say this. Our top news headline we're going to have a discussion about. As far as retribution, what is retribution? What is retribution? What's the definition of retribution? Because President Trump is coming on strong and President Trump's not going to do it by himself. Mm. Okay. Because if they take out President Trump, just always remember this. They will stop at nothing, including assassinating him. They will do it. Um, is that in the realm of possibility? Well, they did it to John F. Kennedy. So they've already assassinated one of your presidents. Will they do it? They certainly will. Uh, the CIA is out of control with their mind control, with running guns worldwide, with running uh, uh, drugs worldwide, sex trafficking, gun running, 
human trafficking, um, MK Ultra, uh, an MK Ultra with uh, EMF, certain types of frequencies. We spoke about that yesterday. Rogue operation, out of control. The mm -hmm. FBI is part of that. They are a spy agency. They're not the Federal Bureau of Investigations. How do I know that? Because there's a major case, and you'll be hearing about that later, all right? A major, major expose. We're talking criminal expose by the Michigan State Police in Michigan, okay? Now, it relates to election fraud, so I know it causes everybody because you got to get your dopamine hit, and if you don't have your, you know, your purple ox as a result of the election fraud, then you'll just, you're willing to just look away and, and ignore it. No, there's people, there are patriots that are steadfast, are not deviating, okay? And that does not include Ronna McDaniel. Ronna McDaniel. What? Audio up where? On Rumble? Yeah, I can. Crazy screen flicker on Rumble and Frank. Is that true? It's doing screen flicker. Okay. I, I don't know what to do about that because we have zero flicker at this side. Mm -hmm. We have zero flicker. Nothing is flickering. It's somewhere. Um, it's mm -hmm. not happening here. It's happening between probably... On our streaming platform. Because I don't know what to do. There's nothing you can do. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I don't know how to fix that. Mm. Um, so screen flickering. It adjusts itself. It will? Yeah, it comes and goes. Comes and goes. Yeah, I think it's our streaming service. Okay. To be honest with you. My, my sincerest apologies, folks. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we do our absolute darndest, don't we? Hmm? Mm -hmm. Has it settled? Yeah. It has? Mm -hmm. It's settled. Yeah, it comes and goes. Comes and goes. Mm -hmm. Is it? Has it come or has it gone? <laughs> As of right now. Yeah, well, uh, it's, it's stable right now. So, so where was I? Where was I? Um, okay, so the Central Intelligence Agency, the FBI, Michigan, mm -hmm. A criminal case. We're talking about a massive, massive fraud. Let me give you the example of fraud conspiracy, okay? Legitimately uh, crimes, okay? Where the police came in, brought their analysts. They said, these are forgeries. Mm -hmm. On top of that, the criminal entity had guns that didn't belong to them with silencers or... Right. Suppressors, uh -huh. okay? Suppressors on firearms that didn't belong to them with a person in a different state. Uh, the ATF, if you did that, would have your door busted down at 30 milliseconds. No kidding. Okay? Uh -huh. But in Michigan, because these people are connected to the left, nobody prosecutes it. The Federal Bureau of Cover-Ups uh, will not release any FOIA documents because they said it's an ongoing investigation. Oh, Okay. We see how that works, right? You mm -hmm. wait till the president leaves, you know, 
uh, and then and then issue your report that we've seen no wrongdoing. The mafia has conducted internal investigations, and they're clean as a whistle. They are. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, in the state of Michigan, there are crimes. Law enforcement's been involved. They caught them. Uh, there's an out-of-state entity directly involved in election fraud. Okay? They caught people. They said, here's the analyst. These are forgeries. Uh, the attorney general has done nothing. Mm -hmm. Nobody in the legislature, and the legislature just on the political side, you think you would just exploit that and and run to the podium and say, see, you said, you know, there was no election fraud. We got law enforcement out there saying there was fraud in the election. No, they don't do that. The Republicans, silent, okay? What's her name, Caramo? Christina Caramo? Caramo in Michigan is the only one that's doing anything. Guess who's absent from the criminal investigation? Who? Ronna McDaniel. Oh, okay. Of course. Last night I had uh, a, a team of people. That's what I'll. That's all I'll say. Okay. Because she'll hunt them down and kill them. Uh, it was. It's going to cost us eight thousand dollars to file a FOIA request. I'm like, where's Ronna McDaniel? She's got hundreds of millions of dollars she collected. Mm -hmm. Where's she at? A wall. AWOL, nowhere to be found, no legal help whatsoever. Mm -hmm. You have the entire world riding on the shoulders of people like Rudy Giuliani and and Sidney Powell. Certainly not Jenna Ellis. You don't want anything riding on that hooch. Wow. Okay, seriously. Yeah, Jeez. you you ride that thing, you better have a body condom. <laughs> that chick is freaking dirty, nasty. Ugh. Filthy. Filthy. The left loves her. Oh, my goodness. I wouldn't be surprised if she went and started banging Viet Cong. Mm. You know? At this point. Oh, yeah. Aiding and abetting the anime. Can you imagine that? Aiding and abetting. Singing like a whistle. Yeah. Singing like a whistle. It's so unbelievable. Singing we'll like a whistle. We'll be talking about it, but. Yeah, we are going to talk about it. But, um. Uh, here, here's what we have, all right? We're going to do two things. Todd Bensman, we have not shared Todd Bensman with you, but it's so perfect. Mm -hmm. I, it's, it's almost um, intervention by God himself, okay, mm -hmm. in this regard. Why? Uh, because Mayorkas, all right, was passed up for the borders wide open. Okay. They should have impeached this guy. Dereliction of duty. I mean, it's just absolutely disgusting what's going on at the border. Disgusting. And listen to what's happening at our board here. Ready? Uh, Secretary Myrkus has not committed an impeachable offense. Um, I disagree strongly with how he's handling the border. I think the border is porous. I think it's a, a, a threat to this country. 
Um, but it's not a high crime or misdemeanor. It's not treason. It's not uh, bribery. It's not the the uh, crimes, the the issues that our founders set forth in the Constitution. And it's wrong. We're we're using impeachment in the last five six years, um, uh, you know, in, in in a way that's just inappropriate and, and it demeans uh, really the integrity of the House. Um, you were obviously one of very few Republicans who who took that stand, um, and and I know. Obviously, Congressman, uh, you come with this, come to this conclusion after a lot of thought, because I know you confronted Secretary Mayorkas when he appeared before the Judiciary Committee last year, and you talked about how your constituents felt about impeachment. Here's what you said then. My constituents want you impeached because they believe you've committed treason. They believe you're a traitor. They compare you to Benedict Arnold. So that's what your constituents wanted. Obviously, you don't believe that yourself. You feel very differently. Um, but how do you explain to them, what, well, I guess what you just explained to me, why you thought that was the right thing to do instead of what maybe your constituents would have wanted? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a constitutional issue. And, and if we don't follow the rule book, we really demean ourselves and we demean the integrity of this institution. And I, I feel really strongly about that. I, I didn't vote for the first Trump impeachment or the second Trump impeachment. I'm not sure I would have voted for the Clinton impeachment. Um, it, it is really, it's a, it's a drastic action to take and it's inappropriate in this situation. Uh, Secretary Mayorkas has not committed an impeachable offense. Um, I disagree Bro. strongly with how he's handling the border. I think. The okay. All right. It's not impeachable. There's zero, zero accountability. All right. right. So uh, listen, I'm smart enough and I'll take a look at it. All right. Um, let's say there's three buckets of ways to bring accountability. All right. First of all, impeachment. The criteria is this. And it's got to be treason, aiding, abetting the enemy. Then the second bucket is you shove the mother effers face into the orange shag carpet and put him in handcuffs and stick him in a gulag indefinitely until we can restore our constitution and shut the border down. That's the second option. And the third option is to send somebody to go shove a freaking bullet in his face. Uh, MS 13 style, you know, go hire a black operative to go take the dude out. I mean, you got three options. We typically don't resort to the third. That's something that Hillary Clinton's goons do. We don't do that. But I want to have Mayorkas grab by his neck, shove his, this by law enforcement, of course, proper authority. I'm just a talk show host, okay? And, and obviously nobody on my show will ever take such action, all right? But you've got options, okay? Isn't it remarkable how they say, well... You know, it doesn't rise to the level. How about if I, how about if I freaking rise by grabbing you by your belt loops and throwing you out on the front porch? How about that? How about you for dereliction of duty? How about that? How about we take these freaking pukes like this and throw them out on the front freaking porch for failing to protect our country? That's a serious offense. And guess what? I go by the Pete Santilli standard of freaking agitation. You've really pissed me off. You're gone. Mm. Now, I think that everybody feels the same level of anger, okay? You got Rob Portman, all right? Here in Ohio, Republican with a big R next to him, 
voted against impeaching Mayorkas. Mm-hmm. He Did always he votes with Democrats, though, for okay. sure. Uh, that guy needs to be thrown out on the front porch, too. Mm-hmm. Okay, Where the frig is his office? I'm going to go bullhorn his ass. I'm going to get my speakers out. You ready to go? <laughs> there you go. I'm going to Portman's. Listen, we, 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 this is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You perform your duties. Your dereliction of duty will put you on. Rob Portman is now on the retribution list. Well, you would have to definitely. It's going to be a retribution list. Mm-hmm. You would have to believe. I mean, your conscience, your conscience and your soul would have to absolutely believe in order to impeach that Mayorkas was or is purposefully doing what he is doing and allowing uh, what is happening on the border uh, Mm. before, you know, before you could call it treason, I mean, or uh, a reason to impeach. Obviously, these Democrats, I believe they're Democrats, Republicans, I believe, how many were there? There were like eight who voted with the, you know, against impeachment of Mayorkas. But, um, you know, Republicans, Pete, have to start going back to the drawing board and they have to get out of that Twitter mindset and they have to be uh, something that they haven't been so far. And that is... Um, they have to have a solid case, mm. you know, they have to make sure everyone's on board and well, they have to have solid. Well, hold on, hold on a second. They don't, Pete. They here's just my, act like they're point. on Twitter. Here's my point. You ready? Yeah. You, you have solid case A, solid mm-hmm. case B, or C, have some little freaking Momo for 150 bucks, shoot him in the nuts. I mean, <laughs> seriously, what? You know what I'm saying? You got yeah, but, option you know. A, B. What do you mean? Yeah, well, we but don't don't, don't, don't water me down. I'm not. I'm saying. What well, all I'm saying is. Do you mean as a country? I'm not suggesting it. I'm saying there must be accountability, either at the highest level with smart people, mm-hmm. at the middle level with law enforcement, or mm-hmm. the freaking thugs do it. We're the last line of defense. I'll send a freaking Momo with, for 150 gonna, bucks. You mean? If A and B fail and all is oh broken goodness. down, it's called anarchy. It's called anarchy. We have anarchy on the other side of the political spectrum. Nobody is held to account. Michigan, you got Michigan State Police that went through, submitted criminal, that did full analysis. We're not talking about politicians. We're talking about law enforcement. Mm-hmm. They gave it to the top law enforcement official. Guess what she did? The attorney general? Nothing. Guess what Ronald McDaniel did? The top political official in the RNC. They collected $250 million to fight legal battles. Where's she? She's freaking issuing bonbons to match Schlapp. Okay? Mm-hmm. Setting up, you know, uh, or divorce rooms. Okay? And bashing Vivek Ramaswamy. We have anarchy and we have the Republicans that are fueling it. Well, yeah, it's like if all of a sudden, like a division of Antifa started dressing up in 
uh, suits and ties. That, that's the Republicans. They're <laughs> they're help, but right, they're providing pallets uh, of I bricks. Don't know if I go that far, but yeah. Why not? I mean, I get it. Well, anarchy. You got the, you know, the anti-fascists. They throw bricks. They wear black. They're running mm -hmm. rogues, setting fire to buildings, right? Yeah. Uh, that's the left side of the spectrum. They can do whatever they want. They sure. go through the turnstile. They're never prosecuted. Mm -hmm. And the Republicans are watching. Well, that's because Antifa is way more organized than the GOP. I'll tell you that right now. Oh, these people are so feckless and weak. Mm -hmm. They are so feckless and weak. Ronna McDaniel at the top of the food chain. What a nasty freaking snail track. Uh, you know, I mean, Trump endorsed her over him. Uh, what, is that her name? Hamid Dillon or Dillon? This isn't about Trump. Is. This, this isn't even no, about. No, but I mean, it this is, isn't it about is Trump kind of anymore. because, it well, is? yeah, because he continues. Just a few weeks ago, she was at one of his rallies and or someplace where he was speaking, and he gave her kudos. When your voice you know? trails off, Andy, and he like, gave, please turn up there. And he, and he gave mm -hmm. uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene his kudos and Kevin McCarthy. I mean, you know, he's the one that's pushing all of these people. And it's like, eh, you know, where's the accountability here? Uh, because obviously these people are failing it's they are not the i think what we're all failing to recognize here is that the persona that these people had when he was president is not the same people they are today right it just isn't pete they're you know they're like chameleons we were talking about chameleons yesterday and that's what they are they're going to change their they're going to change their color and the way they look and the way they act uh, accordingly. And so, you know, uh, Trump is still trying to deal with them on a level um, like he's still the president and like he's still part of the Washington, D.C. machine. And he's honestly not. It's it's they keep saying that he is. And I, you know, I just don't see it because all of these people, all of them are just complete failures, failures. Right. Um, I would really like to see him at this point. Stop endorsing these people. Right. The left uh, and the never Trumpers keep saying that Trump is in control and that is complete total bs you know he's not he's not in control he's not the president right and he, he are you you're going to tell me that he's in that his you know, endorsements have only, created a great the only a great people, congress and the only people that are sitting on the internet saying trump's in charge and mm -hmm. me, 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 trump is those are the feeders that are expecting somebody else to do something for them well, you know, so, uh, I'm so that about, relieves the pressure from. I'm actually, talking about mainstream media saying that, yeah. and, and the left is in the never Trump. Oh right, saying and that. as to the conspiracy, man. Yeah, he's the right, right? the lead yeah. conspirator. Sure, sure. Okay, that now uh, let's uh, let's we're gonna we're gonna go to our top news headline. All right, mm -hmm. uh, Mayorkas. All right, goes on the list, the retribution list. I'm gonna start making a list. Yeah. All right? He goes yeah. on the list, retribution. I mean, he's not being held accountable, and he will be. 
Uh, he will be. President Trump has issued a warning to all these people that are destroying our country. Okay, What is the penalty for, hey, you're supposed to protect the border and you're not? What is that? Is there a three-ring binder you can hmm. pull off the shelf and turn to the page and say, all right, uh, if impeachment doesn't work, go freaking punch him in the face. Uh -huh. Say, get out. Leave. Uh, there, something needs to happen. And then if it doesn't, then when we take over, we, we, we the people are going to restore law and order. And law enforcement, listening to me, if you're being a little spy bitch, okay, uh -huh. and you're... You're in charge of surveilling Pete Santilli secretly. You're a freaking ding-a-ling, okay? I talk right out in the open. Go ahead and type your words. I've already read your 302 reports where, and Pete Santilli said this, and Pete Santilli said that. You're a freaking idiot. I can't believe you had to type all of that, put an agent on it, and covertly surveil me. Uh, I have an open internet platform, you ding-a-ling, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. Sucking up taxpayer dollars, listening to the Pete Santilli show for Intel. Okay. Retribution to you pukes too that are sitting there. Okay. You should be turning on your boss saying, why am I tuning into this guy? He's screaming into his microphone. Okay. Mm -hmm. Why do you have me surveilling this guy? Why is he and Deb Jordan a domestic terrorist? Mm -hmm. You know. Why? why? Why are you doing that? <laughs> Start revolting. If not, retribution. Okay? President Trump has issued a warning. And that warning is retribution. What is retribution? You ready? Let's define it. Retribution is punishment inflicted on someone as vengeance for a wrongful or criminal act. All right? Wrongful or criminal act. One or the other. Well, it wasn't a crime. It didn't raise. It didn't rise to the level of. It rose my freaking blood pressure. Okay, mm -hmm. that's the standard we're going to use. The American people's blood pressure is up. It rose. Okay, you're going to take care of it if you don't. Okay, Rob Portman, retribution. That guy needs to be gone. Get that freaking puke out. I don't care if he's wearing an R or a D. You have. Mayorkas, who has the border wide open. This guy has 10 cities bringing CCP military-aged males up, okay? If that doesn't rise to the level of freaking treason, giving aid and comfort to the communists, you have Afghanis that are coming up with passports that were issued by the Taliban in Afghanistan. Huh? Well, that doesn't rise to the level. Of, you know what? We're about to go to uh, level uh, level number three, where I send the freaking homie over, go knock at your door. When a little black kid shows up your door and shoves a slug in your gut. That's, you know, thank America. All right? Mm -hmm. A, you'll either take care of business. B, law enforcement needs to freaking disobey unconstitutional orders. And C, if all hell fails at A and B, C, we take care of business. That's it. That's what it's going to be. And if you consider that to be a threat, oh, retribution, pizza until he's threatening retribution, then you fit into one of two categories. You're committing wrongful or criminal acts. Anybody that opposes 
retribution is committing wrongdoing or is a criminal? Mm. Who would oppose it? Who would oppose it? We're not messing around anymore, okay, folks? We're not. We're, and when I say the offensive, it's, it's, not, a, it's not a bad thing, okay? Um, mm -hmm. We're always on the defense. They were like, oh, my goodness, look at what they're doing to us. Oh, my goodness. Oh, look at what that guy just did. He just walked to my house and yeah, opened my fridge and took my beer. Really? Well, you know what the new talking point is, right? Yeah. Trump gave a speech over the weekend, of course, and he called the left and uh, Joe Biden and his administration and the left vermin. Oh, my goodness. So when he did that, they said that he was repeating Hitler. And, you know, the big, I mean, Hitler was trending on eggs for a couple of days after, during and after that, right? And, uh, I was like, wow, you know, Biden can go on the stage mm. in front of a black podium with red lights in the background and look really ominous and shake his fist like this. I mean, there's plenty of photos out there where he looks exactly like Hitler. And he can say that you need to, uh, we, have to we have to get rid of this MAGA threat. Remember Hitler's big thing. I mean, Hitler was talking about our democracy is in danger, all of those things. And then he said, we have to get rid of the Jewish threat. And, and the left, Pete, that's exactly what they're saying. You know, our, our democracy is in danger and we have to get rid of the MAGA threat. Just, I would challenge anyone to Google two words. MAGA and threat and see how many headlines out there uh, in the mainstream media use that as their title for their articles and how many times uh, Joe Biden has said that in his speeches, mm. right? Yeah. But they, but they say that uh, Donald Trump has gone full-blown Hitler, you know, and I'm like, why? Because he called them vermin, you know? Isn't, you know, I happen to agree with him that they are vermin, right? But uh, I think there's enough conversation being passed around and people, uh, people saying things that, you know, can be construed or fit into Hitler, Stalin, you know, but it's, but here's the thing. The Republicans are not fighting. Remember when they started calling everybody who was a Trump voter the Trump uh, supporter, anybody who went to his rallies, remember when they started calling them white nationalists, white yeah. supremacists? Yeah, like Evelyn Beatty. Racist. Like Evelyn Beatty. I mean, everybody, black people, it didn't, Hispanic, if you exactly. were a Trump voter, you were a white yeah. extremist. Violent. Yeah. Violent. And, to, and other than January the 6th, I, I never saw any Trump supporters getting wanna, violent unless wanna, they were defending themselves. You want to you hear what the uh, racist uh, in chief says, right? You want to hear this? Mm -hmm. Call everybody a conspiracy theorist. Listen to this. Yeah. Yeah. 
Bobby Kennedy is is uh, using your and my annoying show businesses. Donald Trump doesn't believe it. He'll get on stage and go through the act, and then he'll rob. Sorry. So annoying. Is uh, using your and my annoying show businesses. The difference, though, between Donald Trump. And and Robert Kennedy is is uh, using your and my annoying show businesses. Donald Trump doesn't believe it. He'll get on stage and go through the act, and then he'll Robert will get on stage and give you the wildest conspiracy theories, and then get in the dressing room and try to convince you that he's right about yes. the conspiracy. Theory. Yes, he really believes this, which makes it more dangerous. The only good news is he takes away from the conspiracy theory crowd and voters because they will go to him they clearly don't want anyone sane and balanced uh as as uh in, in joe biden's Tawana oh, yeah. is a 16 year old girl whose story is the talk of new york these days the new york state teenager who claims that she was abducted and raped by six white men in the late 1980s tawana brawley became a household name as her horrific stories spread across the nation we're going to expose the facts in these crimes that you do against black people Wildest conspiracy theories. I was a spokesman for the legal team and the family of Miss Brawley. I was involved to help bring light on the fact that there was a situation that needed to be uh, adjudicated. We are not going to let this girl be the scapegoat of a corrupt system. We want to show the world how low down, doggish, and callous the state of New York yes. is. Brawley's advisors declared they had a suspect, a young police officer named Harry Chris Jr., who had committed suicide days after her attack. The media now has, has released that Tawana identified Chris. What's the evidence? Dave? Tawana's voice on the tape identifying Chris. Wildest conspiracy theories. Lawyers, it was their decision, along with her family, which I announced that they did not want to cooperate because they did not trust the special prosecutor that was appointed by the governor. We might send them a letter and then, you know, they'd have a press conference. They're at a press conference and all of a sudden Alton Maddox pops out with this guy's name. Her lawyers charged that Dutchess County Assistant District Attorney Stephen Pagonis was among the girl's attackers and demanded his arrest. We have the facts and the evidence that an assistant district attorney and a state trooper did this. Wildest conspiracy theories. A trooper starts up the steps of the armory, and these demonstrators decided they weren't going to let him in. You know what uh, Al Sharpton re reminds me of? What's that? Hmm? What's that? When he says uh, 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 adjudicated. <laughs> We're going to be right back, you guys. Don't go away. Stay right there. Yes, we are. I'm excited to announce that we're bringing back oh, our my best God. style forever on our original My Slippers. You save ninety dollars a pair with your promo code, and now My Slippers come in even more sizes: smaller sizes, larger sizes, wide sizes, and all new styles. I'm excited to announce that we're bringing back our best offer ever on our original My Slippers. You save $90 a pair with your promo code. And now My Slippers come in even more sizes smaller sizes, larger sizes, wide sizes, and all new styles and colors. Get them for your friends, your family, your neighbors, everyone you know. What makes My Slippers different is my exclusive four layer design that you're not going to find in any other slippers. 
My Slippers patented layers make them ultra comfortable, extremely durable, and they help relieve stress on your feet. I'm so confident that you and everyone you know are going to love my slippers that I'm extending my 60 day money back guarantee until March 1st, 2024, making them the best Christmas gifts ever. So go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen now. Use your promo code to save $90. That's only $49.98 a pair. Quantities won't last long, so please order now. Are you prepared for life's unexpected twists and turns? Lockdowns, natural disasters, power outages, or any situation that makes it tough to get your hands on a good meal. Time waits for no one, and neither do emergencies. PetePrepStore.com is the ultimate in long-term emergency food preparedness and supplies. You're not just buying food, you're buying peace of mind. Our meals are designed to be nutritious, delicious, and have a 25-year shelf life. Yes, you heard that right. 25 years. We source high-quality non-GMO ingredients and use advanced freeze-drying technology to lock in taste and nutrients. Forget last-minute runs to the grocery store. Pete Prep Store is a click away and delivers right to your doorstep. Why risk the well-being of you and your loved ones? With Pete Prep Store, you're always prepared. Make the smart choice today. Visit PetePrepStore.com and place your order today. This isn't just food. It's your lifeline in times of crisis. Don't wait for an emergency to prepare. Be proactive. PetePrepStore.com. Be prepared. Be secure. Be ready. Always. A voice spoke to me and said, I've got something I want to show you. I was so sure God had talked to me. And I was stunned by what I saw. A direct fulfillment of this over 2,500 year old prophecy. The United States will stand with Israel. Why have I ever seen this before? One third of humanity will die. What do these beasts symbolize? The lion, the bear, the leopard. The combined beast from Revelation 13 represents the end time government of the Antichrist. Understanding the end time. There was a situation that needed to be uh, adjudicated. Adjudicated. Yeah, we gotta. We gotta have it adjudicated. Yeah. You know what he reminds me of? What? He reminds me of this guy right here. Hold on. He reminds me of this guy right here. Remember this guy? Right here. I graduated from the University of the Ghetto, the School of Hard Knocks, Broken Dreams. I have a PhD in Caucasianism, and I graduated summa cum laude. I understand my country yeah. is of the sweet land of liberty. We are pioneers, trailblazers, and this is the greatest nation in the world. I have a PhD in Caucasianism. George Walker Bush had the most diverse cabinet of any president in the history of the United States. But C is wearing an Obama button. At least Don King is a patriot. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? That's what he reminds me of. He's the Don King of FBI informants. Yeah. 
Al Sharpton, huh? On the freaking payroll of the spy agency. Yeah, the FBI. He was an FBI informant. Documented. And and people documented FBI agent. They just he, they completely skip over that. Oh yeah, they love their snitches now. As long as the their snitches are 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 working for them, right? Mm -hmm. A young police officer named Harry Chris Jr., who had committed suicide days after her attack. The media now has has released that Tawana identified Chris. What's the evidence? Tawana's voice on the tape identifying Chris. Wildest conspiracy theories. Lawyers, it was their decision, along with her family, which I announced that they did not want to cooperate because they did not trust the special prosecutor that was appointed by the government. We might send them a letter and then, you know, they'd have a press conference. They're at a press conference and all of a sudden Alton Maddox pops out with this guy's name. Her lawyers charged that Dutchess County Assistant District Attorney Stephen Pagonas was among the girl's attackers and demanded his arrest. We have the facts and the evidence that an assistant district attorney and a state trooper did this. Wildest conspiracy theories. The trooper starts up the steps of the armory and these demonstrators decided they weren't going to let him in. He grabbed the demonstrator that was fighting him. Next thing we knew, Reverend Sharpton was accusing me of kicking a blind man in. That bothered me. Uh, you realize how a lie can spread. Her advisors have said a lot the past few months, charging that white local officials were involved in the crime, not to mention the Mafia, the Ku Klux Klan, and the Irish Republican Army. Sharpton called Cuomo a racist, compared Abrams to Hitler, and said Raleigh would go to jail rather than cooperate with the investigators. Maddox would actually say that the Attorney General of the state of New York was masturbating over pictures of 15-year-old Tawana Brawley. Conspiracy theories. Today, after seven months, 6,000 pages of testimony and 180 witnesses, a grand jury found beyond any doubt Tawana Brawley's story is a lie. Those allegations are untrue. The people who made those allegations lied. Their outrageous, irresponsible acts have increased the atmosphere of tension between the races. I think that people have to advocate what they believe in. I have friends right now that believe O.J. Simpson is guilty right now. Right now. And a jury said he's not. Does that mean that I think they don't have credibility? That means that I think that they have a belief that I don't share? And a jury didn't share. A grand jury did not believe Ms. Brock. I believe there was reason to pursue this situation. Wildest conspiracy theories. The activist himself has moved on from the hoax that has altered the lives of so many others. Barack Obama. I told Reverend Al backstage, he's getting skinnier than me. If we had something right or wrong, at least give us credit, at least give me credit for a life that was geared towards social justice. Even if you think I was wrong, on some cases. Don't act like I wasn't geared towards social justice. I have radio show, TV show, do lectures. I make a good living. Why am I doing it now? What's my point now? Maybe I really believe it.
But after 25 years, one fundamental question about the Brawley case still follows him. Did a crime occur, in your view, still? Whatever happened, you're dealing with a minor who was missing four days, so it's clear that something wrong happened. He's still saying, I think something happened. Gosh, you know, you're supposed to be a little bit bigger all these years later than being able to say, I think something happened. Welcome to Politics Nation. I'm Al Sharpton. One would think if he sold you such a terrible bill of goods on such a giant story that dominated news cycles for such a long period of time and proved to be a total hoax, that you might not show up at his next press conference with your camera crew. Wildest conspiracy theories and light on the fact that there was a situation that needed to be uh, adjudicated. We are not going to let this girl be the scapegoat of a corrupt system. We want to show the world how low down, dogged, and callous the state of New York yeah. is. Brawley's advisors declared they had a suspect a young police officer named Harry Chris Jr., who had committed suicide days after her attack. The media now has, has released that Tawana identified so, Chris. That looped a little bit, but that's okay. We got our point. Uh, this, this system is so freaking corrupt, mm. especially with these black communist freaking spy agents. Like, like I make a good living. Yeah, I wonder why, you freaking mm -hmm. snitch bitch. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, These were all the people mm -hmm. that were close to Martin Luther King. Uh, they came, uh, you know, uh, out the, after him. The communists. Right, and, and I mean... Martin Luther King, the Marxist. Yeah, because... I'm going to go by after Vince he, Ellison, by the way. After he was assassinated... Um, these are the people, him, Jesse Jackson. You know what? I, I, I got Karen in the background. Karen, if you're saying something, it is so chopped up. Is, is everything okay? Are we okay with our streams? Slow-mo locals. All right. <laughs> Sorry, locals. Is the audio running in FASMO? It is. So, so the audio is doing well. Um, it, it's just, it's, it's, um, it's probably, it's, everyone strap yourselves in, it's going to get worse. <laughs> uh, because our listenership or viewership is growing. Uh, support is going backwards, right? Time for mantra. All right, so I missed the break. That's okay, right? It's all right. We'll be absolutely fine. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Let me see if I can go do something with locals. Stand by. We'll be right back. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Coffee. 
I get products all the time from entrepreneurs for my new platform, mystore.com. And when I tried my coffee for the first time, I was blown away. It is the best coffee I've ever had in my life. I spent the last four months doing my due diligence and this family owned business micromanages every step from the fields to the cup to ensure the best quality coffee you're ever gonna have. It starts what's, with the beans that, that are grown in Honduras. Honduras's volcanic soil and humid climate make the perfect growing conditions for coffee plants, which produce the best beans ever. Then each batch is tested for its aroma, taste, and other aspects to meet the highest standards in the coffee industry. And after that, it goes into production, which is all done right here in the USA. It's like you're getting that small batch specialty coffee, but delivered right to your front door. So go to mystore.com or call the number on your screen, use the promo code and you'll get your very own My Coffee for 25% off. You guys all know that I've traveled the country for the past year and a half. I've stayed in hundreds of hotels. I've tried every coffee out there. Well, some of the coffees have that terrible aftertaste, some that leave me jittery, or I get an upset stomach. Well, my coffee is different. It's the richest, smoothest, best coffee I've ever had. My coffee comes in a variety of flavors. You get them ground or whole bean, plus it's certified organic and non-GMO. I guarantee it'll be the best coffee you've ever had. So go to mystore.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code and you'll get my coffee for 25% off. And I'm going to give you deep discounts on all my store products. That's mystore.com. It's my new platform for USA entrepreneurs. Please order now. Cardio Miracle is the finest and most comprehensive nitric oxide and vitamin D supplement in the world. Made from the highest quality ingredients, Cardio Miracle is driven and backed by science and committed to your health and well-being. Get your 60-day, no-risk, money-back guarantee now at CardioMiracle.com. Banks are supposed to be the safest placeholders for cash in the world, but in 2022, that changed. The Federal Reserve pulled out $2.5 of liquidity out of the banks, and the Fed also changed the requirements so banks don't need to keep any funds on hand. This means banks are starved for liquidity and have now become very dangerous places to hold your assets. Get out of the system with the world's safest and most private assets, silver and gold. Call Kirk Elliott, Ph.D. at 720-605-3900. Be sure to... Cardio Miracle is driven and backed by science. A two minute reprieve here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, um, you know, it never, never ends. Is local stabilized now? Hmm? Is it stabilized? 
It is. Okay. It's stabilized. Some people saying yes. Some people say it's choppy. There you go. We got conflicting reports. I'm never tired of talking. I'm never tired of talking. I'm freaking train wreck. I just scrambled. We got screen flicker and slowing down and doing all this. John Brennan uh, uh, has not had any impact at all on me other than, you know, his um, operating. Now he's in charge of um, uh, Fort Washington, Maryland, the MK Ultra program being perpetrated upon all humanity. Can you imagine? Um, so here we are. I'm going to, I'm going to share something with you, uh, and then we're going to get to, um, I'm going to play Todd Bensman. Okay. As a matter of fact, let me play Todd Bensman. Will you let me do that? I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my orcas not being held accountable, of course. Right. If you guys are following uh, Michael Yawn and you're following mm. Ben Burkwam, even Ann Vandersteel now is really heavily covering the border. Uh, if you're following uh, Todd Bensman, which I I'm about think to you guys should play be. on Bensman. Um, yeah. And you're going to know we're, we're going to have we're going to train wreck the, the next segment. Yeah, but go ahead. No, that's it. Uh -huh. If you okay. want to know what's going on down there, if you want to know what's going on, I'm going to push play. Yep. Yep. Here we go. If you count all the different programs and the gotaways, the known gotaways, look at that. Uh, it looks like we're in excess of 400. Oh my God. If you count all the different programs and the gotaways, the known gotaways, uh, it looks like we're in excess of 400,000 a month now instead of in the past 200. 50,000 or 200,000, um, it looks like we're, we're doubling. Uh, and it's going to be like that for another year, at least until the election. And if Tom Homan doesn't get in there, uh, if, it's, if, it's, uh, if Biden stays, uh, then you might as well just write off the Immigration and Nationality Act as a law and put it in the same category with the federal marijuana law, mm. which everybody just universally ignores. It's just not a thing anymore. Forget it. It's just going to be an open borders for millions and millions of more people. They're not interested in stopping it. But the numbers are the numbers. And people that are far smarter than Todd Benzman in the uh, U.S. intelligence community predicted this. And that's exactly what's happening. And when I say you're well documented. Your uh, most recent publishing is titled Overrun. And let's be specific. The subtitle is How Joe Biden Unleashed the Greatest. Uh, what is the Unleashed the Greatest. You know what? Could we, could we have any, any more issues? Could we? Hmm? What do you think? Hmm? Hmm. What do you think? 
What what was that? Hmm? You know what that was? What was it? That's what I'm asking. What was that? I don't know. Right. <laughs> there you go. Mm -hmm. Now we're choppy with us on the screen. Excellent. All right. Bye, everybody. Mm -hmm. See you guys later. Yeah. I yeah. mean, what, what are we going to do? <laughs> I mean, we can't. I didn't know that. No, Rumble's great. Rumble's good? Yeah. Are, are we doing okay, folks? Um, are we, got, we got anybody that is so unprofessional sitting there in your underwear, picking your nose? Mm. Huh? Are we good? Are we stable? And Rumble's been stable. It is? Mm-hmm. Rumble's up and stable. Okay. Mm. I'm going to try this one more time. Okay. One more time. You ready? Ready. All right. Here we go. One, two, three. I'm excited to announce that we're bringing back our best offer ever on our original My Slippers. You save $90 a pair with your promo code. And now My Slippers come in even more sizes smaller sizes, larger sizes, wide sizes, and all new styles and colors. Get them for your friends, your family, your neighbors, everyone you know. What makes My Slippers different is my exclusive four layer design that you're not going to find in any other slippers. My Slippers patented layers make them ultra comfortable, extremely durable, and they help relieve stress on your feet. I'm so confident that you and everyone you know are going to love My Slippers that I'm extending my 60-day money-back guarantee until March 1st, 2024, making them the best Christmas gifts ever. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen now. Use your promo code to save $90. That's only $49.98 a pair. Quantities won't last long, so please order now. The numbers that are coming across, if you count all the different programs and the gotaways, the known gotaways, uh, it looks like we're in excess of 400,000 a month now, instead of in the past 250,000 or 200,000. Um, it looks like we're, we're doubling. Uh, and it's going to be like that for another year, at least until the election. And if Tom Homan doesn't get in there, uh, if it's if it's uh, if Biden stays, uh, then you might as well just write off the Immigration and Nationality Act as a law and put it in the same category with the federal marijuana law, mm. which everybody just universally ignores. It's just not a thing anymore. Forget it. It's just going to be an open borders for millions and millions of more people. They're not interested in stopping it. But the numbers are the numbers. And people that are far smarter than Todd Benzman in the uh, U.S. intelligence community predict. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. What is? Well, I mean, it looks pretty good coming across. It's a little, it's, 
it's a little shaky, but it looks pretty good. Isn't yeah, it? it's, <laughs> we, we don't have a quality assurance department. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, right? Mm-hmm. Sorry about that, folks. All right. Here's uh, President Trump. We're just going to move along here. Um, here's President Trump. He's asked, oh, um, President Trump. Uh, they don't call him President Trump. They call him Donald. Is there, is there any chance you take a plea deal in Georgia? We do nothing wrong. We don't ever take a plea deal. Yes, sir. We don't take plea deals. It's a wise guy question. Are you just a wise guy? We don't take plea deals because I did nothing wrong. It's called election interference. You know what that is? Because this is, these indictments are brought out by Biden. You can't even put two sentences together. This is Joe Biden because he can't win the election by himself. He can't win the election based on votes. The fact is that we have a country that's in serious trouble. We have a country that's in major decline. I don't mean decline. I mean, major decline, and we're going to straighten it out. This group and a lot of people just like this group, we're going to straighten it out, and we're going to make America great again. Wise guy. Thank you very much. (laughs) Wise guy. Okay. Wise Mm. guy. A lot of people. And then, uh, ladies and gentlemen, let's just uh, say that, uh, that people need to be added to the retribution list. Um, I've mentioned a couple of names, one of whom was Mayorkas, right? Still hasn't been held accountable for wrongful or criminal acts. Doesn't look like he's going to be. Rob Portman, okay, for for voting uh, <clears throat> to not hold. He, he, he voted against impeachment of Mayorkas. Mm-hmm. Right? You, you think the guy would propose an alternative? Maybe, remember, A, B, and C. Mm-hmm. A is impeachment. B is arrest the frigger and hold him indefinitely without due process. And C, send a little black kid to his front door with an unregistered firearm. Right? I mean, when, all, when everything breaks down, you, there has to be accountability. If you don't have A and B, you know, C, we go to guns. We don't want that. We want A and B. Okay. Um, and, and then you've got people like uh, Jenna Ellis. Uh, have you heard her testimony? Um, I, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go so far as to say this. Even if what she says is true, all right? A, she's an attorney. B, she's literally handing the Viet Cong information. Okay, that re- that right there requires some retribution upon her. Okay, she's always trying to save her career, save her reputation, and she will <laughs> literally, huh? Her reputation's what been is, shot. <laughs> what does it say on her tramp stamp? That's what I want to know. Mm. You know, what does it say? And uh, at the time uh, period where they were going to start to discuss what was uh, Dan Scavino's role? At the time, I believe his title was social media director for the White House. It became deputy chief of staff um, at the time that the conversation in question took place. Okay, and when was that? The conversation was around December 19th of 2020 uh, at the White House Christmas party. And I uh, emphasized him, I thought that the um, the, the claims and the ability to challenge 
Now, the commentary about this freaking hooch is about her Walmart bra on the Internet. <laughs> no, that's okay. my comment. Oh, that's yours? Mm-hmm. And Candace Owens. Right? She agreed with me. Yeah. Uh, the election results was essentially over because he said um, to me in a kind of excited tone, well, we don't care and we're not going to leave. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, well, the boss, meaning President Trump and everyone understood the boss. Um, that's what we all called him. Um, he said the boss uh, is not going to leave under any circumstances. We are just going to stay in power. And I said to him, well, it doesn't quite work that way, you realize. And he said, we don't care. OK. And uh, at the time. Uh, period where they were even if it were true okay um you know it's uh you know sitting down with the vehicle giving them what they want mm-hmm. is giving aid comfort aiding and abetting the enemy the guy sitting across from her is part of the deep state to extract information they can use to assist in the overthrow of the United States of America, and she's helping them. Mm-hmm. Okay, seriously, she's I mean, got worse who's of a to problem. Say, I, I mean, even if Dan, could, uh, sorry, Scavino said something like that, I mean, who's to say it wasn't in jest? It wasn't joking. I mean, nobody else. This is nothing but hearsay, right? It's it, it's nothing but hearsay. There's no way to say whether it was true or not, unless they've got, unless they've got people lined up who are going to say the same thing. Okay. You know? he, but Dan Scavino, now that she's mentioned his name, he will have to, you know, he will take the stand and rebut her. I've looked at his exit county; he hasn't put anything on there for two days since the start coming out yesterday. I thought he'd come right back at her, but he hasn't yet. Probably. He's probably with Brandon uh, Dilly making memes about her freaking Walmart bra. Well, Hopefully. that well, that would be really funny. Mm-hmm. But uh, and he's probably seeking the advice of an attorney at this point. I mean, she's implicated that he is now part of this Rico case that they have, right? I mean, think about the implications of what she's saying. Mm-hmm. They are accusing Donald Trump of trying to uh, you know trying to subvert the election and there's a and it's a rico case so yeah. um all right you know i think gonna, it's interesting you know what what, i think people need to hear this is what, what we're gonna do we're gonna do in the order i'm gonna clear all these okay mm-hmm. uh we're gonna just do clip by clip by clip this is the stuff that's been sitting in the hopper um Hopper. I haven't shared it with you, but it's important. All right. Mm-hmm. Here is a Swiss banker. Talk about lack of accountability, right? Watch this. Geneva looks beautiful. It's beautiful. It has a lake, it has this shadow. It's very peaceful, but there's a dark side to it. Everything evil in the world related to demo side, unfortunately, comes from Geneva. You have WHO in Geneva. You have Gavi 
Then you have the VEF, the World Economic Forum, which my father was a co-founder and left Klaus Schwab out of disgust in the early 80s, that has diplomatic immunity. I, as a Swiss citizen, right here now, declare that the VEF is not eligible anymore for diplomatic immunity. I call on the Swiss authorities and security to arrest those people immediately. Why? The VEF, WHO, Gavi, Big Pharma, Big Tech, Bill Gates, all advocated a global humanity injection by a bioweapon injecting nanolipids into 5.7 billion people. And we Swiss are hosting them? That's terrible. We cannot tolerate any entity that promotes poison to be injected into humanity. But you've done it. I'm the victim, I'm dying from it. And my mother too. It's a demo side and you'll be judged. It will be corrected in the name of humanity. Maybe there is a Geneva Swiss syndrome, but definitely there is a a UN syndrome because people are so afraid of what's going on because the United Nations is occupied that people in there don't understand. Those who understand keep quiet or try to speak in different ways to help people to wake up. So if you understand that, you know that this was very easy to carve a world government if you don't have a force that stops that and says, we the people is more important. And that's what we're doing now. We're trying to build a we the people movement that is. Trying to get back on clock. We're happy. I want everybody to push that rumble button, okay? We'll be right back, you guys. I'm still feeling good. You're still looking good. I'm still feeling good. You know, I've got all your MyPillow products. Mattress topper, the sheets, MyPillows, towels, slippers, blankets, sleepwear. Price at huge discounts at MyPillow.com. That's right. Now's the time to go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to take advantage of our three-in-one sale. We're bringing you exciting new products, overstock specials, and closeout deals you won't find anywhere else. For example, when you buy one of our brand new MyPillow 2.0s, you get another one absolutely free. And with our overstock sale, you save 50% on our luxurious Giza Dream bed sheets. That's as low as $29.99 for the best sheets ever. And with our biggest closeout special, you get our all-season slippers for only $35 or our sandals and slides for just $25. Quantities are limited and once they're gone, they're gone. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Coffee. I get products all the time from entrepreneurs for my new platform, mystore.com. And when I tried My Coffee for the first time, I was blown away. It is the best coffee I've ever had in my life. I spent the last four months doing my due diligence and this family owned business micromanages every step from the fields to the cup to ensure the best quality coffee you're ever gonna have. It starts with the beans that are grown in Honduras, 
Honduras's volcanic soil and humid climate make the perfect growing conditions for coffee plants, which produce the best beans ever. Then each batch is tested for its aroma, taste, and other aspects to meet the highest standards in the coffee industry. And after that, it goes into production, which is all done right here in the USA. It's like you're getting that small batch specialty coffee, but delivered right to your front door. So go to mystore.com or call the number on your screen. Use the promo code and you'll get your very own My Coffee for 25% off. You guys all know that I've traveled the country for the past year and a half. I've stayed in hundreds of hotels. I've tried every coffee out there. Well, some of the coffees have that terrible aftertaste, some that leave me jittery, or I get an upset stomach. Well, my coffee is different. It's the richest, smoothest, best coffee I've ever had. My coffee comes in a variety of flavors. You get them ground or whole bean, plus it's certified organic and non-GMO. I guarantee it'll be the best coffee you've ever had. So go to mystore.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code and you'll get my coffee for 25% off. And I'm going to give you deep discounts on all my store products. That's mystore.com. It's my new platform for USA entrepreneurs. Please order now. something different okay. okay so this is what we can't have so our viewership is growing right yes um our viewership is growing and we got a lot of people in the uh rumble thread right we got people on Locals. Thank you very much. You guys are supporting us. All right. Thank you. You just for being there. If you have a free account, uh, convert it to a free account by going to PeteSantilli.Locals.com forward slash support. Get uh, a free month, right? Um, get a free month. And then if you decide to become an annual supporter, because we need your support, We'll give you an additional three months, it's four months, plus a pillow. Plus we're given, we're, we're literally at the point, folks, where if we uh, don't get your support, we're gone. Um, we're gone, poof. Um, I, 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 I need to ask you just to do some easy stuff. Right now, just rotating in and out, people coming in and out, 2,000. Okay. And, you know, just, okay. I got to be nice. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm stopping the show. All right. Uh, we got, of the 2000 that are sitting on the stream right now, only 230 push the button. We literally can be propelled onto the top 50 leaderboard. It's free advertising. It doesn't cost anybody anything. Um, you just push that rumble button, you help propel our show. So no rumble rants, no punching the rumble button, no support, none of that. Uh, and our viewership is growing and everybody says Trump is in charge. We're going backwards, folks. I'm stopping the show right now and I will resume the show 
when we get to 500. I'm only asking for 25% of the people that are sitting there to lift their buzzard finger and push the buzzard, right? Um, when we get to 500, we will resume. How about that? It, it's not going to cost you anything. You're just literally just going just hit that button. Uh, we missed the top leaderboard. Just we'll have 15,000 people, uh, 200 people push the button and we missed the leaderboard and, and it doesn't require a lot. Okay. So, um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to pause and when we hit 500, then we'll continue on. All right. So that's what we're going to do. All right. We, we have to, uh, folks. Now maybe Hit that, hit that thumbs up button. We hit uh, 500, okay? 25%, okay? I think you guys are, you know, are worth more than that. But I'm, I'm not going to go one step further. Um, Your friends are stand around to watch you crumble. Hit that thumbs up button. We're at 338. There's, there's zero excuses for, uh, we're, they're rotating in and out. We're going to have 20, 30, 40,000 people by the time it's all said and done at 338. Um, there's no excuses whatsoever. Zero. For 2,000 people sitting there and pushing that button for free. So we hit 
guys can do it together, okay? Uh, encourage each other. Um, right now, live sitting, rotating in and out, but still live. 2,000 people, and we're at, what, 400, right? You can do better than that. I, I, I believe that you can do better than that. Yeah, they're in the streets. They are. They're Tucker fighting Carlson communists. went there this week. Okay. We, we right now, I, I refuse, right now, I refuse to go one step further. We got 2,000 people just on the Rumble channel, right? Mm -hmm. and, and and we're going to practice here, all right? Uh, and if you want me to be nice, you can't sit there and say, well, I, I, I'm not going to hit it yet because I don't like your show. Well, then go. Leave. You know what I mean? You can't sit there. Uh, I, I mean, hit the down button at least. You know, you know what I mean. Hit the <laughs> you down had button. One person hit it. What's that? You had, you had one person hit it. You, you wish, uh, my darling Sherry says, I wish all of us would rise. We can't even hit the freaking thumbs up button. Are you kidding me? Let alone leave our house right now. So let's practice. Okay. So I gotta tell we'll you. Take it baby steps. I'm not gonna call these uh, our people Americans. Oh, we're gonna take up arms. Are you kidding me? I'd have to freaking beg them. You know. Mm-hmm. And we're almost there. I am. I will love that Bill Tennis said this little exercise is a reflection of who is willing to fight back. That's right. That's right. That's what we're doing right now. Uh, we're at 424. I will not commence. But when I do and I push play on the next video, I'm going to show you people that are willing to fight communists. Mm -hmm. Okay? Yeah, what's happening in Spain right now is is so amazing. And you can only see it in sparsely on Twitter X. The, the mainstream media is not covering it. 
And there's a lot of people out there saying that the reason the mainstream media is not covering it here in, in America is that they don't, you know, they don't want to give the American people the wrong idea, you know? No. Uh, they don't want to cause any, they don't want to, the United States to be unstable. <laughs> it's crazy. Pardon me while I burst. Mm. Do the same thing over on Frank's speech. Leave a comment. Let's go. You want me to show you? And as soon as you guys hit 500, I'm going to show you what people do to rise up to communism. Okay? But I guess that it comes with a territory, anomalous landscape of never-ending calamity. I need you to hear, I need you to see, but I am happy I can take an exploding scene for an evident possibility. You know what? Here's the deal. It's tough love, okay? I'm I'm not going to show up to work every day and fight my... I got up at 2.30 this morning, okay? Mm-hmm. I, I got up at 2.30 because I love each and every one of you. Do you guys love yourselves as much as I love you? Do you love your country, right? And willing to fight for your country, right, as much as I am? Join, join me. Let's... Let's go. We're almost there. Show it. Prove it. What's going on with the video? There is no video. There will not be video until we hit 500. Look at, can you imagine? We gotta force people to save themselves. No, from now on, I'm gonna stop the freaking show, okay? You, are, are we gonna sit around and wait for President Trump to save us? Are we gonna do it? President Trump should be as strong as us. Come on, let's go. I'm not asking for too much, 25% of us, yeah. That's right. And those that are departing, good. I'd rather have 500, right? Watching. Be nice, Pete. Be nice? It's not time for being nice. It's time for saving our country. We're at 460. He is being nice. Yeah. Thank you, Bill Tennis. Bill Tennis, thank you. This wants to make me punch myself in the face with frustration. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, just watch. This is us. we hit 500 i'm gonna show you some fire almost there 
the show will commence, right? Thank you, Red Inky. We're at 469. $10 Rumble Rant. I'd do more Mm -hmm. if I could. Oh, you're amazing. You're amazing. Alice Beebe with 19, LOL, Bill. What is wrong with everybody? Hit the like button, damn it. I mean... Almost there, you guys. We're now at 475. 25 more. Torturous, isn't it? Everybody's going to do their part in their residence. Four thirty-seven. What is that? Four seventy-eight. of us to rise up one step at a time, right? 
on the line. He was. Right? Yep. The least you can do is take little tiny steps, okay? Defend your life, liberty, and your property. Let's go. Step up. We don't look to somebody else to save our country. We burn it down! Let's go! We're at war. This is Fargan War, and you will either get your muzzles up and pointed down freaking range, or you will go back and retreat and go suck up to the communists like Jenna Ellis. Oh, can you imagine? Let's go. We will accept nothing. You will either participate and you will strengthen President Trump. I want every single resident right now, your zip code, you will stand and fight. You will not wait for somebody else to come and save you. Okay, watch, watch this, okay? <laughs> Thanks everybody for pushing the button. Thank you. We That's appreciate it. it. That's Thank right. You. We will participate. We will not be, uh, we will not be here, and I'm going to shut that down. We're going right over. Um, here, watch uh, Tucker Carlson. You ready? Ready. Here he is. Hmm? Spain yes. meeting Spanish leaders. Yes. Uh, how is the world seeing these uh, weird uh, events that is happening in Spain, this violation to our democracy? Well, the world isn't seeing it enough, and that's why we wanted to come, because it's not getting the coverage it deserves. I mean, anybody who would violate your constitution, potentially use physical violence to end democracy is a, is a tyrant, is a dictator. And this is happening in the middle of Europe. So uh, we thought it deserved more coverage than it's getting. But is the world actually seeing the, the, how um, important is what is happening here? No, no, the world is not seeing how important it is. Um, but we hope to change that. Yeah, I'm sure you will. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Have a nice night. Uh, our failure, uh, our failure to rise up is literally a contagion that is spreading throughout the world. But we've got people mm -hmm. in other areas of the world that are yeah. saying, oh, not just no, but heck no. Mm -hmm. In Europe, you know, yeah. the rise of Nazi Germany and all that stuff, the communism, the fascism, the people are saying no. You know what they do? They go outside and they freaking set the system. Okay. Disrupt it. We'll, we'll call it that. That's what I'm advocating for. Mm -hmm. Disrupt it. Do you understand, ladies and gentlemen, that there is a facility right now. There's two facilities. Number one, in Pennsylvania, there's a compound that is occupied by Fatula Gulan. He is the world's most prolific trafficker of heroin. He resides in Pennsylvania. Nobody goes there. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, uh, therefore, we've got and heroin. charter schools and charter schools. charter schools and he is a Clintonite. He just sits there in the Poconos. Oh, yeah. You know? they pr Clinton and, and, and protects he, him. Yeah. And and uh, that's in, in the Poconos. Mm -hmm. Right. 
in um, Fort Washington, Maryland, there is a supercomputer that Barack Obama, John Brennan, James Clapper, uh, James Comey, they've got a separate parallel mm-hmm. NSA. Okay. They're running a mind control program. Okay, It's being run out of Fort Washington, Maryland. MK Ultra. They have the ability to target each and every one of you. As if they were to dial up your telephone number, they have the ability to communicate with your brain. So let me tell you how this works. Hochul, hmm. um, and this is up right now. Strong Kathy, gal for life, 50 bucks. Let's go. Love y'all. You Both. guys are amazing. Good job, Patriots. Honorable brands right now. Thank you very, but very much. The New York governor, Kathy hmm. Hochul, this hmm. was yesterday that hmm. she did this, Pete. Yep. She announced that New York is collecting data mm. from surveillance efforts on social media. Mm-hmm. And if you say something considered hate speech, you're going to be getting a call. A call. So that's how these supercomputers work, right? Mm-hmm. They, they surveil everybody in real time. They feed it to the government. And if the government of New York decides that you have said something hateful on social media they're going to call you okay they're going to call you the first time what are they going to do the second time or the third time you've said something that they don't like Hmm. i mean that's where we're headed in this country you think so and that's where that's why spain spain is rising up and i love to see it remember that Spain was taken over by the Pal- by not I can't say Palestinians by the Muslims. Do you remember that, right? Mm. I'm sure I'm sure Spain does. Hello, you've reached the office of Governor Kathy Hochul. Our normal business hours are 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday through Friday. To contact the governor directly, you may send a fax to 518-474-1513 <laughs> or send mail to the Honorable Kathy Hochul, New York State Executive Chamber. State Capitol, Albany, New York, 12224. You may also contact her through her website at www.governor.ny.gov. To best address your call, please choose from the following options. To leave a message sharing your ideas and opinions to help shape New York's future, please press 1. To speak to an agent, please press 2. To repeat these options, please press <laughs> Hi, how are you? I'm calling to report, um, well, uh, uh, different. Uh, uh, Governor Hochul just announced a hate speech um, champing down on on, uh, hateful people. I'd like to turn myself in because I hate communists. Who do I talk to? All right. Let me see if I can get you someone who can help. I hate communists, and I might as well just turn myself in instead of just waiting for her to come get me. You know, I I might as well just, I'm a law-abiding citizen. I want to follow along so could you transfer me to somebody so i can surrender absolutely i can that'll be just a moment okay thanks Self-surrender, you know, I, 
maybe propose legislation. Hi, how are you? What's your name? I'm sorry. Hi, what's your name? I did. Hi, my name is Crystal. State Police. How can I help you, sir? State Police. Hi, my name is uh, Pete Santilli, and I understand uh, Governor Ho- Hochul has some program about hate speech, and she's going to come get us. But I but listen. I'm a law-abiding citizen. Uh, I just want to like self-surrender, I guess, because I'm feeling hateful and I hate communists. So where do I turn myself in, or or should I just wait for you guys to come get me? So, um, the governor's office has transferred you to us here at the headquarters. Um, the best I can do is transfer I, you. I thought, hold on a second. Hold on a second. I thought they were about defunding, defunding the police. Are they only going to defund when, you know, when they, when the police go after them, but when it serves. So I'm not interested in. Who, who are you, who are you working for? Are you working for the people? Are you working for the, the governor wants to defund the police and you're. You're just taking the call to go get her political opponents. Uh, I hate communists. How may I transfer your? I don't care what you. I, I'm just trying to. You do care, or you wouldn't have. You you do care. You wouldn't have picked up the phone. How you may care. I transfer you to? Now why are you going to transfer me? You know, what's your badge number? I'm not an officer. I'm not a. Member. Okay, you're 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 impersonating police. What the hell is that? What is that? Are you impersonating a police officer? Lovely day. Well, lovely. Have a lovely day. Oh, uh, she said she was state police. What was that? Uh, that feedback? Huh? I I actually want her to pass legislation. I hate communists so much. I want to start carpet bombing them. And I'd like President Trump when he comes in. As a matter of fact, why wait till he comes in? Just have them draft the executive order right now, you know, oh. right? Right. I'm feeling pretty, you know, uh, I mean, I just, I hate communists. It's just part of my genetic makeup. I'm a United States Marine. I was, they trained me to freaking bomb communists. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I was aviation ordnance and uh, we had some of our nation's most sophisticated weapons to bomb communists. And mm. I want to start using them. Uh, so what do I do? I'm feeling, is that hateful? You know, is that hateful? Is that against, uh, yeah, she, um, she hung up on me. They yep. always do. Yeah. If you'd like to express your opinion, Facebook. Oh, but guess what? See the defund the policers. What's the first number they dial when their political opponent calls and it goes against their narrative? Oh, yeah. You want to use the police to your advantage, but when the police come after you, you want to defund them. I got to tell you, a lot of people are saying, What? You're doing, um, you're doing a loomer because Laura did this last week. uh, I'm doing a, no, I love Laura Loomer. I'm doing a Pete Santilli. But I, but I have to tell you guys, Pete's been doing this for over a decade now. Some of the phone calls that he has made, anybody who's watched the show, even here in the last year, if you're new to the show, uh, you guys, one of these days, Pete, we have to put up a, str- not a stream, but a, a thread yeah. of all of your most mm. amazing telephone calls yeah, that like you've this made one. over the last Hold on a second. This is from 2013. You ready? Mm-hmm. Here it is. Here it is. Management. Hi, how are you? Okay, yourself? Good, good, good. Uh, do you work for the BLM, correct? 
Yeah. Are you just a phone operator or are you actually? Yeah. Oh, you are. Okay. Can I speak with somebody in management or a supervisor? Uh, well, everyone's in meetings right now. I could take your name and number. Okay. Yeah. And, and a message if you could, if you can just relate uh -huh. to them. Uh, what, what, what's your manager's name or the person that's in charge at the office where you work? Uh, Celia Bonington. Celia. Communications. Do, do me a favor. Tell Celia Pete Santilli called. I'm a, I'm an activist. I'm a radio talk show host. Uh-huh. Santilli. Uh -huh. Yes, Santilli. S-A-N-T-I-L-L-I. L-L-I. Yeah. L-I. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now, I guess that, you know, the Fed goons have been harassing this rancher in Nevada. Okay. Yeah. And they yeah. Up, so we've been we're aware of it. Uh huh. Yeah. Here, here's the deal. Tell Celia this. Okay. That they set up a free speech zone. Okay. Can you just mm -hmm. write this down and tell her that we will say whatever we want to say, wherever mm -hmm. we say it, however we want to say it, and we're not going to okay. be corralled. The federal government. Okay. Works mm -hmm. for us. Okay. We have freedoms of speech. We will speak out, and no BLM will set up a free speech zone. Uh, I will go, okay. I will go, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I will go and speak wherever I want, however I want. I will come and go as I please. And no federal agency is ever going to tell us what to say or how to say it or where to say it. Okay. Okay. All right. So tell, uh, tell Celia, uh, she lives in the United States of America and, uh, tell her she can just take her free speech zone and shove it up her ass. How about that? Yeah. Okay. okay. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye now. Bye. -bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. That uh, was one of the great ones. One yeah. of the best. I calls. have an entire library of 10 years worth of calling these freaking communists. Okay. Yeah, one of the 10 best, years. The best thread of calls that you ever made was to John McCain's office. So much so that his top eight, his number one guy. Uh, what, what was his name? Uh, Dion. Dion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, when Pete would call, Dion would say, hey, Pete, what's up? <laughs> and it was just so funny. I mean, it was some of the best phone calls ever. And, of course, some of his... Mr. Santilli, uh, Dion is in a meeting. Would you like to go to his voicemail? Uh, I can, but before I do, uh, could, could, could I ask, is there somebody, a representative at the office, that they can just take some information um, that I'm calling about? It's important. Sure, I can do that for you. Yeah. Um, I... Um, <clears throat> I called, uh, I think it was uh, back in March or April, I think it was, on behalf of veterans, uh, the USS Liberty veterans. Um, and uh, I, I put a, a, a demand into Senator McCain's office. But anyways, here, here's uh, why I wanted to call. Uh, this is the Phoenix office, right, on, on Camelback, is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I'm going to be heading out there from Ohio, myself as a veteran U.S. Marine. And heading to the Phoenix office. Uh, oh, office. they had the Secret um, Service there. They had everything. Actually, they had military with, uh, for us. You know, oh, both keeping veterans and, we got there. And, um, uh, and citizens in that local area uh, to alleviate some of the veteran homelessness in Phoenix. Okay. Um, and if you could just, uh, I take it Senator McCain also works on the weekend. He was working in Estonia last weekend, correct? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, we so that's like John McCain's office one. Recorded. Uh, here's uh, my call to the IMF. But, uh, there was two point two billion dollars approved. There. I'm good. Good. 
Good. I just called in. I was actually inquiring about the $2.2 billion that was um, uh, being approved for Greece, and then somebody hung up on me at the IMF. I'm actually going to be contacting law enforcement. I just wanted to confirm whether or not the $2.2 billion is exiting the United States. Um, That's all I need to do because I'm going to be calling the police. Okay, I have a number for you. That'll be three, uh, two, four. Yeah. And who, who is yeah. this? Honest to goodness, on, tw- on Twitter, believe it or not. Here. Hold on. <laughs> Sir, I will be transferring you. If you can hold one minute, please. Hold. Sir. Yeah, who am I being transferred yeah. to? To my manager. Okay, thank you. Uh-oh, I'm in trouble now. When was this? 12-6-2011. This is Star. Help me help you. I'm sorry. What is your name? Star. Hi, Star. Hi, how are you? You're the lucky recipient of this call. I want to congratulate you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am the lucky person. Yeah, this is not just a goofy call. I'm actually a consumer advocate by trade. Okay? Okay. So, so I, I do have an interest. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm going to be communicating this to the public. Bottom line is, I was just informed, honest to goodness, on, tw- on Twitter, believe it or not, that the IMF board has approved $2.2 billion loan tranche for Greece. And I wanted to, co- all I'm calling for is to confirm that information because what I'm going to do, I'm not going to go by what CNBC says and their source. I'm contacting you. If that is true, I am going to file a complaint with the Federal Bureau of Investigation. So I'm actually going to file a, com- a criminal um, complaint. Okay. I'll t- I can do this for you, sir. I can give you the email address to Public Affairs, and they will be able to confirm if that information is correct. Okay. okay? Uh, so, so you're not going to confirm that? Oh, I'm, we're we're the operators, okay? So we we're we're not. So you can't you can't transfer me to somebody that can say yes. We're giving two point two billion dollars to Grace. Well, unfortunately, public affairs would probably be the person, the, the department that could answer those questions. Yeah. Okay, can I speak to them personally? Um, because they received so many calls, they have suggested that we get them give the email address out and then all right i've got a trade for you since i'm in a mood you guys have been great contributing thank you very much here's okay, a trade so they, for won't, they won't take this was me right about that well, same time like i said they get so many calls because so many people are calling. in 2000 somebody said i calls will they somebody said oh my goodness pete you sent i love laura loomer i think before laura loomer was born i made this video right here okay you ready yeah here it is. Laura Loomer, I think, was three when I did this. And do not laugh at me, okay? Don't laugh at me. Do not laugh at me. You've been with uh, Donald Trump the last days. Now you're here in Spain yes. meeting Spanish leaders. Yes. Uh, you've been with uh, Donald Trump the last days. Now you're here in Spain. What is that? Spanish leaders. Yes. Uh, how is the world seeing this? Weird uh, events that is happening in Spain. What is that? You've been with, uh, oh my gosh. Hi everyone, Peter Santilli, Consumer Advocate TV. 
Welcome, my friends. This is the first episode of what I hope to be many, many episodes as a consumer advocate, live, in person. And if you know me from Twitter, very, very blunt. I will always be blunt. As everyone says that there Ladies are Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Kirk is, is watching this right now. As a consumer advocate, so. I make it my daily business <laughs> to save people money by reducing their debt, increasing their money by starting businesses and starting successful ones, and most importantly, fighting back if you've yep. been ripped off. Yep. This site is dedicated to consumers like you, regular American people like guy. you and I, <laughs> that need to steer Look clear of being you. ripped off, that okay. need to know how to supplement their income right. and do it the wise way. There's a lot of online businesses out there, a lot of uh, marketing companies that are taking people's money and not really offering too much in return. I've sorted through a lot of those companies and I'm going to share some strategies with you as to how to start a home-based business because I heard a statistic recently that 57% of all Americans right now, especially in light of ec tough economic times, 57% of all Americans are looking to supplement their income. That is a very, very large number. Now, 90... So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, so perfect timing. Listen, I have to tell you, though. <laughs> Dr. Kirk, just standing by. It, what? <laughs> when, I, when you played this for me yesterday, which uh -huh. was the first time I'd seen this from your consumer advocacy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I said, oh, my God, you look like Ron DeSantis. <laughs> you do. Uh, what do I look like now? Do I look, uh, do I look more angry? No, you look like a very well-matured man. Now I'm a consumer advocate. I'm going to tell you. Um, I mean, you were. I, I still am a consumer advocate, you which is 30s, why, like late thirties, early, late thirties, early. That was uh, 2011. Was I don't know how old was I. I was 30 in 2011. Yeah, oh, we'll go. We'll go by that. 2011. Huh? I mean, that was before 2011. I think. No, it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, maybe what? Uh, oh, I'm uh, sorry. Uh, maybe it was 2008. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but fast forward. Like um fast forward to now and and guess what we've got somebody else picking up the torch a 30 year old youngster named dr kirk elliott uh joins us <laughs> dr. 30 year old youngster yes oh my word oh hey, what you, so you've edged well you look like you should be rutting running dutton ranch on yellowstone or something did i look like ron DeSantis? I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> it's so funny that you you punch in at that time. Okay, so back in the, I think that was um, two thousand eight, two thousand nine, two thousand eight, two thousand nine. That was at the time I was literally uh, on the public speaking circuit. I was announced as a consumer advocate. I'm running around Southern California, and I'm telling everybody, hey, you know. Uh, you're getting ready for retirement here and the market's about to just implode. Don't take a second out on your house and get an annuity and a set of jet skis. Don't do that right now. It's not, it's not a good time to do that. You want to preserve, you know, your assets, the market's going to, and people, I'd have a thousand people in the room. I get like four or five of them saying, you're anti-American. How can you say American real estate markets never gone backwards? You're anti-American. How dare you say? I said, I'm telling you. And I put up my charts, right? And I said, it's impossible to sustain what we're doing right now. And 
And I said, the subprime mortgage business, the banks, they're selling off all these. It, we're not going to be able to sustain what we're doing. So we got to reset. It'll be, it'll be good. But you're a retiree. You can't afford to make mistakes. So here we are, sir, in 2024. I said back then that it was probably better for us to have a reset, collapse, and then we could get on to uh, the, the business where we're on the precipice of, of going. I want to begin our segment right now, which everybody loves, uh, by saying at no point in time, if we say red alert, red alert, red alert, it's just to make you aware where most people are not going to, and you're going to make an adjustment. There is no such thing as a collapse that we don't recover out of, right, on the other side of it. We will. Um, we're not here to scare you. We're here uh, to make you aware. Um, and, and that's it. So... We could have recovered from this whole thing if we collapsed in 2008, 2010. Don't you agree? Agreed. I mean, it's interesting that you use the word collapse, right? Because, you know, a lot of times people are saying, oh, we're going to have a correction or we're going to, the stock market's going to crash. To me, I would say that there's, there's words have meaning, right? And I would say that this one is a collapse. So let's say you are, um, driving down the road, getting a car accident, you have a car crash, right? So somebody calls 911, ambulance comes in, you know, takes you away, you go to the hospital, you get fixed up, the tow truck comes and and it's cleaned up in like an hour, mm -hmm. right? That's, that's a crash. A collapse would be like the 9-11, you know, the towers coming down, just in shambles, rubble everywhere. It takes years just to clean up and then you have to rebuild. Right. So that's to me a collapse. I think that's what we're seeing right now is a collapse of the system as we know it. Um, the central banking system, um, the reserve currency status of the US dollar, uh, the petrodollar status is changing, you know, and, and a lot of this is happening at a supernatural speed. I mean, it really seems like it's like supernatural mm -hmm. because two years ago, Nobody would have ever thought, what, the BRICS nations? What? I mean, we know that they're there because it was only Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, right? But but now it's it's advancing at a clip that I don't think anybody thought it, it would happen as quick as it did, adding, you know, 20 other countries into the mix, adding six of the nine largest oil producers in the world, talking about their central bank digital currency it's going to be backed by gold eventually and they want to take away demand from the u.s dollar this is part of their goal it's part of their objective and it's their stated objective it's not just conjecture not just something you and i are making up it's like no we're only reporting what's actually been said by putin mm -hmm. <laughs> at the BRICS nations said our objective is to de-dollarize the world and this is how we're going to do it Two days after he said that, they had all these oil nations like Saudi Arabia, United Arab Emirates, and now come January, Egypt, Ethiopia, Iran. Iran is an interesting one to me because they become part of the BRICS nations on January 1st. What is Iran now uh, doing right now? It's like they're flexing. They're trying to impress the BRICS nations, I think, um, as a new member, and they're flexing and they they basically coaxed OPEC to cut production, cause oil prices to go through the roof. Um, they're, they're also, you know, basically, I think, funding the Hamas-Israel um, conflict, which will cause oil to go through the roof, right? And so, so what's going to happen is when oil goes up, 
Who gets the benefit of that? The oil producing nations. Who's going to pay for that? Us, because we're not oil independent. We're still dependent on foreign oil. I mean, this is economic warfare at its finest, and we haven't even seen the middle stages of it yet. I think come January, it gets really squirrely as all those oil nations are added to the BRICS nations. It is a changing of the guard, Pete. This is the, the what we're seeing is the setting up the framework for the rebuilding after a collapse, right? Because you have to collapse the current system to have a new one take its place. And I think that's what's happening. All right. Now, um, sir, um, for, uh, hold on a second. Sorry about that. Uh, just a little technical glitch to put me back on the screen here. Sorry about that. Oh my goodness. Jeez. Oh, Louise. Oh, all right. Sorry about that. Um, so, so we, and we've been talking about, you know, our credit worthiness. We're right on the front uh, front heels of a government shutdown. What are, what are we, four days now? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, uh, we, sh we should be, like, if you and I um, were in business together and we had our credit card bills, they were blowing up and, and the, 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 you know, the, 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 the bills are coming in. We can't afford to make the payment. Um, we don't have enough money coming in. We got a lot of money going out, so we we got to regroup. Uh, we have to reassess uh, if we're to continue operating going forward, or say, you know what, we need some help here. We made some bad choices, economic downturn. We have to file bankruptcy and get protection from our our uh, our creditors, so we file a bankruptcy. But you have to pause. You we can't continue on and say we don't come together, go in a dark room and say, how about we get more credit cards and we'll make the payments by just putting it on the additional credit cards. All the mistakes we've made, we'll just compound it by continuing the same mistakes going on. That's if you and I were getting the same thing applies to the U S mm -hmm. government. Does it not? Yeah, it, it does apply. So here's where it does get really interesting. So you and I, we've been talking about this for the last couple of months and and i hate it when we're right pete but i love it that we're right mm -hmm. because we're helping a lot of people along the way right but so a couple months ago remember when fitch the reporting credit reporting agency um for bonds they they downgraded sovereign debt sovereign u.s debt our treasury they from triple a to, to double a plus right it was a downgrade of our u.s treasuries and Janet Yellen just went ape whack on him. And she said, what? How dare you, Fitches? You're morons. We're, we're the United States. We have basically credit worthiness. We, we have a printing press. We, we've, we've got a lot of revenue coming in. We're the reserve currency of the world, right? I'm paraphrasing what she's thinking as she's saying this. It's like, how dare you? But if you and I are business guys and we owned the credit reporting agency, what are we looking at, right? We're looking at a, how much debt does the bond issuer have and what's the propensity that they can pay off that debt, right? Mm -hmm. So so America has $32 trillion worth of debt and our income is coming down. We, we don't, we have declining wages, which means we have declining income tax. We have, um, with, with the inflationary pressures and rising interest rates, people are defaulting left and right on car loans, on, on home mortgages, on equity lines of credit, on their credit cards, right? So there's, when, when that happens, there's no sales tax revenue either because people can't afford to spend when prices are going through the roof and the cost of borrowing is up and it's like, oh, 
If that happens, companies are going to start laying off. Now, even less income taxes, but now fewer people can afford to buy a home. So property tax revenues are going to come down. So Fitch's is looking at this and say, okay, credit worthiness of America. We've got no income to pay off the ballooning debt that we have. So we're going to downgrade them. Janet Yellen went crazy, but that was a couple months ago. Just last on Friday, mm-hmm. you know, just a few days ago, Moody's did the same thing. My, explain Moody- for those that don't know. I, I don't mean to dumb it down, but uh, we haven't visited this Moody's and our credit rating for quite some time. Explain who Moody's is, the equivalent of FICO, right? Uh, yeah, Moody's is the equivalent of FICO for bonds and for big things, right? Just not individual credit. Mm -hmm. So when Moody's, they're looking at companies, they're looking at, um, you know, corporate debt, they're looking at national debt, they're looking at municipal bonds, they're looking at all those things and say, what is the credit worthiness again? Um, And is there an ability for us to pay it back? Right? So look at your FICO score, right? If you have a low FICO score, which means your credit stinks, you're going to have to get a higher rate, right? You're not going to be able to qualify for a home at a nice, amazing low interest rate. If your credit score stinks, you're going to have a higher rate because banks want to make sure that they have a reward for the risk that they're taking and giving you money to buy a house. Can I, same can I thing with bonds, same thing with corporations, same thing with municipal bonds, same things with the U.S. government. Can I add to the analogy that we were talking about before? You and I are thinking about secretly getting another credit card. It also limits your access to credit because you've mismanaged. So if you have to have credit, you're kind of shuttled off in the corner to those that are going to take a higher risk. They'll get a higher return. They can afford to take the hit. But we're going to limit your access to getting more credit cards. You might be denied for an American Express, right? Yeah. I mean, same denied with the United States of America. Not even denied, but if you already have one, okay. let's say you already have a credit card and you have a $50,000 credit line, okay? And you have only spent 20 grand on it, which means you have 30,000 left. What banks are doing now is they're taking that excess and taking it away. So basically, your 20,000 is your new credit line. They're just getting rid of all the excess credit available to you because they don't have the capital. Right. They, they have to they have to make sure that that people that don't have jobs, which is part of Bidenomics, a lot of people don't aren't working right now, higher interest rates, higher prices of everything because of inflation and funding every stimulus under the sun and printing money. There, there's defaults everywhere. So banks don't want to lend out money, even on your credit card, if they think that you're going to default on it. So they're squeezing those available credit lines. This is where we are right now, right? So so um, I remember it was about three weeks ago, Janet Yellen, again, our Treasury Secretary, is just like bragging about the resiliency of U.S. consumers and how they're spending money and they're keeping the economy afloat. Even when the economy doesn't look good, we're still spending money. It's like, well, oh, this isn't something that anybody should brag about. People spending money that they don't have and racking up their credit, right? So, so, but this is what she's doing. But now let's say, Pete, you and I, business owners are just individuals. We're spending money out of our checking account or our savings account, you know, um, and we're just spending money that we just have laying around. Well, that's true spending. That's true economic growth. We have the money and we're spending it. 
Spending money on your credit card is not that. That's borrowed money that you have to pay back. It's not real, right? So this is what's been happening when when Janet Yellen and, and Biden say that people are spending money, the economy is growing, there's a lot of spending right now, it's just amazing, look at how robust our economy is. Technically, they're not lying. People were using their credit cards, but that's not real to me. But but what we warned about, Pete, and we talked about this, I can't remember if it was three weeks ago or four weeks ago, we said when this gravy train ends, ultimately people are going to hit their credit lines and they're going to stop spending. It's just, and it's going to be over, right? Well, just on Monday of this week, um, the October numbers came out for consumer spending. They're down, right? Because why? People have maxed out their credit cards. So now consumer spending is down exactly like what we said was going to happen. Their, their available credit, either they've hit their max or the banks are reducing it. There's nothing left. So coming into 2024 and, and the holiday season in particular from Black Friday, which is coming up in what, a week and a half? I don't It's coming up fast um, up until Christmas is when retailers get about 80% of all their revenue for the entire year comes in that month. 80%. So if people aren't spending money, well, what comes in January? Layoffs. Mm-hmm. What comes after layoffs? Bankruptcies. Yeah. Right. So moving into 2024, which is an election year, we're going to see, I think, a lot of politicians promising the moon and they don't know how they're going to deliver other than by printing money like there's no tomorrow. Inflationary pressures are going to persist. You've got to start raising rates again to slow that down. And and during an election year, this is where people will vote away their freedoms in exchange for anyone who promises them the most stuff. I mean, that's where we're headed in 2024. For every taxpayer, look above uh, my head. They have literally taken your credit card, your credit card, every taxpayer, and they put $259,000 balance on it. <clears throat> Everyone, every single taxpayer right now so whatever yellen says in our health and the 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 politicians are gonna they're gonna live in a four-year cycle or a two-year cycle and then they're gone uh but this bill right here per taxpayers two hundred and fifty nine thousand dollars will remain until it gets paid off somehow some way correct Mm -hmm. yeah well so here's where reset starts coming in to the picture you can't pay this off Mm -hmm. It's mathematically impossible to pay it back at this point. There's just simply not enough, not enough revenue. Um, the debt to GDP ratio is well over 100. I think it's, it's somewhere on that, that usdebtclock.org website. Um, it shows that our debt to GDP ratio is about 130, which means we have more debt than we have productivity in, in the country. 100% of the time, when company when countries reach 100% they they never recover they never recover and we're so far beyond that we're like at 130 that the only why it's mathematically impossible to pay it back mm-hmm. see and and you look at the massive amount of debt that we have in a rising interest rate environment credit card debt which amplifies our first story that yeah. people have reached their their limit and there's nothing left is by, now a tr- over a trillion by, dollars for the first by, time ever. By the way, I, I didn't have, I, I made a mistake. I didn't send the audio channel out. Uh, let me repeat what I said. The um, t- 
total debt to GDP ratio. That's what you guys missed when I, I sent, uh, it was, it was muted. <clears throat> 138%. That means you're racking up $138 in debt for every hundred dollars you bring in. That's an unsustainable pace. You're, I mean, we, we are bankrupt essentially by taking a look at these numbers. We are, I mean, correct. Any other country in the world would, would be bankrupt. Why do the we only reason saying? that we're not is because we're still the reserve currency, right? We have built-in demand for our currency. Starting January, though, that's over. Because the BRICS nations, which are, and, and here's the, my rationale behind that statement. 70% mm. of the world's population is comprised in the BRICS nations. Now, come January, they've got six of the nine largest oil producers in the world as part of the BRICS nations. They're not going to use the U.S. dollar anymore to trade oil back and forth. They're going to use their own currencies, which builds up their currencies. It diminishes the value of the U.S. dollar for all intents and purposes. Our built-in demand for the U.S. dollar is toast come January 1st. So therefore, we're, we're no different than any other country. When you mass you know, amass debt like we have, the inability to pay it back, add that with inflationary pressures, rising interest rates, lowering wages, increasing jobless numbers. It's like, man, we can't pay this back, hmm. right? We, we, we simply can't. We're beyond the point of, of no return. And so that's where it, it now, if, if we were to remain the world's reserve currency, you can keep playing this game a little while longer because there would be built-in demand for your currency, but that is no longer the case according to the BRICS stated objectives of what they're doing, mm. and they did it. I mean, good grief. They added these oil-producing nations into the mix, and that was by design. You know, politically, maybe they don't get along, right? But economically, it makes sense for them to do that. And and now it's a it's an all out assault on the West and on on de-dollarizing the world, which is why you've got the um, Muslim community, Islamic communities all over the world that, that normally don't get along. Now they're getting along. Yeah. Right. So Sunnis and so, Shias are forming alliances, mm -hmm. which is. Yeah. I mean, that's that's uh, that's pretty remarkable. But. Uh, they're they're trying to save themselves from the contagion, uh, whatever that contagion is uh, that that's coming. And sir, uh, let me segue to the next thing. As far as and as we're kicking news reports around, let me let me tell you how this read to me. Consumer spending fell in October. I saw that uh, consumer debt was skyrocketing. Everyone's maxed out. No discretionary income. No more credit. Spending goes poof. Correct. It was all mm -hmm. false to begin with because people were running up their credit cards. That's a fact. Correct. Yeah, it's a fact. We, I mean, credit card debt is now over a trillion dollars for the first time in the history of, of our country. And so that tells me that credit card utilization is at capacity. And that happened probably at the end of September. If October spending is coming down, that tells me what people aren't utilizing their credit lines anymore because they don't have it. wages aren't there. I mean, true wage growth isn't happening. No. Um, people aren't working. So this isn't, it's not real. So so what that tells me is that banks are, are eliminating credit 
or people have maxed out and there's it and moving forward it's it's not going to be as robust as biden would promise it is so who else is telling us that this is the case citibank just did not by their own words but by their actions so this if you can google this you can you can google project bora bora mm. or um citibank laying off 10 percent of its workforce because earlier um actually it was last friday um the ceo of citigroup which is citibank is not small right it's the, probably the third largest bank in north america jp right. morgan chase bank of america city so they have this internal document that they released called project bora bora project bora bora is simply this we are going to lay off at minimum 10 percent of our workforce um they have 240,000 employees so that's over 24,000 people that are going to be laid off at minimum. That would be the largest layoff in Wall Street history, right? So, so if the economy were robust, if people were spending money, if people were borrowing, banks wouldn't have to lay people off. But, but you've got banks failing, right? You've got capital crisis within banks. They're over leveraged. More withdrawals coming out than deposits going in. The city is taking a preemptive strike. They, they don't, they want to appease their shareholders. So they're saying, all right, we're going to cut slash expenses. We're cutting off 10% of our workforce because they don't expect the future economy to be good. How do we know that? Because if they expect it to be good, they wouldn't lay people off. Yeah. Right? So, so this is a very foreshadowing of things to come sign that, uh, that Citibank doesn't think the economy is, is headed for some, some green pastures here. It's, it's headed for disaster. And, and then coupled with that, I'm also hearing because if you listen to their their language, it's uh, it's it's also disturbing because I'm also starting to hear them saying uh, kind of like uh, their their crutch is like this AI thing. Well, we're scaling that. No, you know what they're doing? They're doing the same thing. Like when they exported uh, our manufacturing jobs to China and and basically made slave labor, that was to increase their margins. Mm -hmm. they're, they're right now, I think, capitalizing on the use of AI technology at the expense of the entire job market getting thrown to the curb. These companies making that shift like that, it's, it's not for their survivability. They're trying to maintain their profit margins as long as they can at the expense of the workforce. Yes? At the huge expense of the workforce. In fact, let's see, when was it? It was... I don't know if it was Monday or last Friday, um, Elon Musk made a statement um, and it was it was kind of a creepy prophecy for America. And he said, coming up into 2024, um, you're gonna see no jobs needed signs rather than help wanted, just gonna say no jobs needed. Because in 2024, which is only a month and a half away, estimates are that 80% of all U.S. companies are going to start to utilize artificial intelligence in some way or fashion or form, 80 percent. So it's, it's not too much of a stretch beyond that, that those artificial intelligence software programs and computers and robots and everything else start to actually replace jobs. Mm. I mean, it's, it's happening. So, so Elon Musk, this is basically a follow up to a statement he made about five or six months ago that said, hey, we need to put a pause on this on this chat GPT, this open artificial intelligence architecture, because society is not ready for what's going to come. See, they built this thing to actually enhance productivity. 
They built it to slash expenses. So, so when you can replace entire sectors of jobs, accountants, lawyers, um, movie writers, right? Creativity. I mean, computers can do a lot now. And this artificial intelligence thing can do an awful lot. But what does that mean? People aren't going to work. When people aren't working, they're going to go to the government and say, we need unemployment insurance. We need so Medicare. We need Medicaid. We need, we need all these benefits from the government because we lost our jobs. And the government's going to be scratching their head all over the world saying, what have we done? We, we, we supported this open artificial intelligence, this big brother, um, to act on all banks globally and, and cut off people from buying or selling. And, and we've got all these cool technologies now that can replace humans and, and cut expenses at companies. And this is amazing, right? Well, it is until people lose their jobs and then they go to the government for, for income. And the government says, well, we don't actually have the revenue streams coming in. We, these people don't have jobs anymore. There's no income tax. So how are we going to get it? They're going to have to print their way out of it. This is the bracing of society that Elon Musk was warning about, I believe, that it's nobody's ready for a the singularity movement, which which Kurzweil prophesied years ago, you know, decades ago, which is where, you know, Kurzweil with Google, you know, their their chief information technologist guy um, said singularity is when computers surpass humans in their capability to do anything. Mm -hmm. And boy, it looks like we're close. But what what he I don't said, want he said by this 20, like grim he said by 2030 this Terminator world moving forward, because yeah. we have something in us that computers can never have. And that is intuition that God gives us. When is the last time you made a decision, Pete, where you said, man, this makes absolutely zero financial sense. But boy, I've got a good gut feeling about it. Right. That's God speaking to us a lot of times. And, yeah. and we make decisions based on intuition or a hunch that computers could never do that. Computers can't operate with grace or mercy. Right. It's just black or white. It's on or off. It is or it isn't. Mm -hmm. And that's how they think. But we have this this God given capability to operate in the gray areas and in those margins where biblical wisdom, where creativity, um, mercy, grace operate. And that's how the world actually runs. <laughs> Yes, and uh, unfortunately, too, the instinctual uh, aspects of the upper echelon that says, wow, uh, this year, um, we've got a downturn in business. We've got this AI technology, uh, whereas I would have made a million dollars. I'm only going to make $500,000, so this is what I can do. I can capitalize on the AI and get rid of the people. So they're right. Those that are at the upper echelon, they're trying to go and go for their last grab of cash. I think are moving too prematurely in a position of power to push out the workforce so that they can, they can still make their million bucks instead of making, you know, the 500,000. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I think they're going for one last grab prematurely, which is going to have an accelerated effect because Kurzweil said we were going to reach singularity at 2030. Now they're saying like 2026, 2027. It's accelerating. And who's accelerating that? It's not the technology. It's the people that are going for the grab. Right. And, and, and then it has a detrimental impact on our economy, the consumer, the worker. Right? Huge.
Yeah. I mean, huge. you, you travel a bunch. So do I, um, I was at the United club room over the weekend. I was, I was traveling last week and I went to Denver international airport and it, in the, the club rooms, they, they like have snacks and food and drinks and stuff like that. So normally you, you eat your stuff, you have this messy plate and somebody's going to come around and you're supposed to put it in the, in the dirty, dirty, you know, silverware bin and whatever else. And somebody goes and takes it away though. That somebody is no longer there. Right. I was, <laughs> this has happened the last couple of times I've traveled at, at Denver International Airport. There's this robot thing on wheels with a bucket on it. And it just kind of scoots around the, the room and it stops in front of you because it has a sensor and it has a, a bin that you put your plates in and then it just goes off to the next person. They've even replaced service jobs with robots. Right. I mean, the, so how far does it go? I mean, really, how, how far does it go? So imagine an attorney, um, you know, looking for, for case law for precedent to actually fight a good court battle, right? So it takes him months to actually maybe build a, a really good, well-defined defense argument. Well, a computer can look through all the case law in the history of the country in minutes and come up with every legal precedent, have an iron rock solid case, right? Or accountants. I don't see the need for accountants two years from now mm. when computers can can easily do it. I mean, that's math. Computer programmers, they might not need them anymore either because com computers can do that. You know, you're going to have a bunch of like service jobs like barbers and plumbers and electricians and and things that that a lot of the the lower paying jobs, that's that's all that's going to be left because a lot of these other normally high paying jobs could actually easily go to computers. And it's just wild to me thinking of where society is headed. And yeah. that's going to have a detrimental impact on the stock market, the bond market, on the way that we live, on government expenditures, because there's going to be, if a computer is working, you don't have to pay that computer. Mm -hmm. There's no income tax revenue. Income tax revenue streams for governments are going to hit the skids moving forward. And I don't think some people have actually connected some of these dots or else they would not be behind all of this um, computerization of everything. Well, I, I experimented. Uh, and I, and I, here's another advantage, okay, for, and this is legal, by the way. What I'm going to suggest here is totally legal because the upper echelon, they benefit from tax breaks. They've got write-offs. Very rarely will, you know, a jobs producer, like, you know, we'll say President Trump, they keep saying, we got to go after $300,000. He's produced hundreds and thousands and thousands of jobs you want to offer a reward for that so that you know you don't pay any taxes because he's producing tax producers right so small business owners i experimented uh with ai you could literally set up a small business and the entire first five years of setting up a small business you pay zero income taxes because of your write-offs how to scale up your business, maintain the certain amount of write-offs, and not have to pay personal income taxes, pouring it back into your business. There's tax benefits to doing that. Every single person should be setting up a small business to do that, should they not? And you can use chat GBT or AI technology to help you do that legally so that you don't get in trouble with your taxes, because it is legal, um, yeah. right? You know, I didn't, it is legal. And, and I did this experiment on chat GPT 
ticked my daughter off, but uh, she got married a few weeks ago. And um, oh, congratulations. her and her fiance at the time came over and we had a dinner and we were just talking about chat GPT. And it's like, you know, the same kind of conversation we're having now, Ho horrible conversations we have at our dinner table at the Elliott household. Right? But, <laughs> but so we're saying, hey, let me, I'm going to ask chat GPT to write a song. <laughs> okay, horrible. <laughs> it's horrible about a honeymoon on a cruise that goes bad. Right? Oh, like, well, I wanted to see. If, if the computer could bring emotion into something. And so it wrote this song about a cruise that started off. The love was amazing. The love of a lifetime. They go on a cruise. Something happened. It all started to fall apart and love died. And it's like, and he said, dad, that song sucks. That's horrible. It's like, yeah, but I didn't write it. The computer it wrote did. it in literally real time, right in front of me. It's like, wow. It, Here's the thing, Pete, which kind of creeped me out. It mastered the emotion of the moment. Wow. Right? And it wasn't just logic. It wasn't just black and white. It wasn't just numbers. It actually wrote a song that brought in love, yeah. the loss of love, the sadness after that. And it's like, oh, my word. This the weather pretty, started pretty getting good. rough. The tiny ship was tossed. Right? <laughs> I mean, something like that. Right? <laughs> Gilligan's Island. Yeah. Uh, so she said, Dad, you're not allowed to mess with me anymore before my wedding. It's like, wow. stop. It's like, okay, and, we'll ask it to write a happy love song then. And that's what it's learning its way through. And that's yeah. where the singularity comes from, where it's going to apply, you know, a uh, an artificial or a synthetic version of emotion, right? Mm -hmm. That is almost uh, undetectable to the human being. Um, yeah. It's all manufactured. It's synthetic. But you're emotionally caught up in the fact that it's emotional when, in fact, it's not. It manipulated right. you into thinking so. Speaking of manipulation, um, right now, if you were to take a look at it, because, you know, uh, you and I, and we've got, uh, I've got Craig on and we're teaching people, yep. you know, the harmonics and stuff like that. Great learning experience there. Um, there's a lot of, and you're, from your perspective, where's the manipulation taking place? Like, you know. If gold should be going up, the dollar going down versus up, you got the you got so many different factors. Are you looking at things saying, oh, something's not right? The plunge protection team yeah. is in there keeping something up. Where's the manipulation going on? So I think there's obvious manipulation in the stock market. Um, you know, keeping it propped up when there's no revenues, it, it should come down. And and some of Craig's stuff is so amazing, right? To look at and the and the algorithms behind it are so stinking genius right but but you know you and he and i were talking about oil um a, a little bit so with here's where you start to add technicals to the fundamentals of everything because if you're i mean oil should be going through the roof with the israeli hamas conflict uh opec cutting production but yet it's not it's coming down right so why mm. why, why would it so if you start to look at like the the long positions on it. Um, I think people are, are, were expecting oil to go through the roof right after the Israeli Hamas conflict started. And then something happened and it started to come down. And so now what they're doing is they have to get rid of their long positions. They have to sell them because it's going in the wrong direction. That puts amplified selling pressure into the markets. They come down. And so then there's going to be a bunch of vultures just waiting to gobble up oil at a lower price. And then it goes, shoots through the roof. Right, because there is a conflict. They are cutting production. 
technically everything and fundamentally everything should go up, but yet it's not. So when something doesn't make sense, you know, it doesn't make sense. You, you take advantage of the temporary situation. I think the same thing is happening with silver um, um, and precious metals. And, and I think there's been some manipulation in the market, some short, you know, short selling, right. naked short selling, which is kind of illegal for people to do, but somehow central banks can do it, sell something that they don't own. Right. So that drives the price down. Not because they hate it, but because they love it. It's like, Kurt, why would they drive the price down if they love it? So imagine if you're J.P. Morgan Chase and you have to be the physical custodian of silver ounces, you know, backing SLV, the silver ETF, right? So if you're a smart business person, do you want to buy cost of goods at a high amount or a low amount? It's like, low. I want to get my cost of goods at a low amount. So what do they do? They issue naked shorts on silver, drive the price down. They gobble up physical silver. At a lower price, that creates more demand. The price goes up and they say, hey, price is too high. Let's issue some more naked shorts, drives the price down. They gobble up physical silver. This game has been going on for a long time, literally a long time. So I'm but reading it. I'm reading it right uh, that silver is being artificially suppressed right now. It should be moving big time because of the demand, correct? Yeah. I mean, you look at, you, you can actually look at that for everybody can see on, on usdebtclock.org. The dollar to silver ratio, what what it should be. I'm going to pull it up too, so I can I can just uh, tell you the number for everybody. So mm. usdebtclock.org. So yeah. over on the right hand side, it dollar says to silver dollar ratio. to silver ratio. Um, what should it be? Five years. $1,557 per ounce. Wow. Per ounce. This is, that's not gold. <laughs> that's silver. Right. right. So you look at the dollar to gold ratio minus manipulation, it should be $12,589 per ounce. So those numbers tell us what the cost of manipulation has been. But, but don't be alarmed by it. I mean, we're still, you know, you look back at where silver was three and a half years ago, March of 2020, it was like 1191 an ounce. Today it's 23 something. Right, right. So it's literally doubled up hundred percent in, in about three years. That's averaging 30% of your growth. That's amazing, right? right? That's with manipulation. Imagine what it would be without manipulation. It would be over a thousand dollars an ounce, but nobody's going to cry crocodile tears over an average return, you know, over the last three years, even with manipulation of over 30% a year. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what the real numbers are telling us. And, and what, what has the stock market done year to date? It's up 1.7%, mm -mm. right? 1.7, that stinks. Over right? so what period? Silver actually doing much better than the stock market is. And it's safer because it's a tangible asset. And tangible assets do well during times of inflation. Mm -mm. And silver uh, to me and what it represents, I mean, I really, I'm looking at it. I'm pretty conservative. I wouldn't pull money out of the bank to go buy gold at 295 an ounce in 1999. I mean, that kind of stupid conservative sometimes, right? Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, I was the sole provider of my household. So, um, you know, I was going to pull, I had to keep, you know, money in reserves. But I'm looking at silver right now. I just don't see it. Just the sheer demand one. Because gold, uh, as compared to silver, it's not like... Uh, Every single vehicle being manufactured, every device being manufactured, there's such a huge future demand for silver. 
it's in relatively plentiful supply. You got some balancer, but the demand for the silver, I don't see it going down anytime soon. It's not going to reverse, right? No. In fact, it's going in the other direction. I mean, just normal electronics you know, uh, demand is 60% of all mining production globally right now. And that's with one of the most sluggish economies we've seen in over 40 years globally, right? It's yeah. still 60%. Right. But now you add to it a lot of the stupid green initiatives that's coming out of the globalist movement, um, solar, EV vehicles, yeah. all that requires silver, right? Yeah. So even this is where we can use their own agenda in our favor by allocating that's into a, the commodity that they're going to need to yeah, actually right. fund their world. That's right? Right. So, here's here's so, a good point. Let me interject one thing. Uh, like, remember when cell phone technology uh, came mm -hmm. about? We were building our infrastructure, AT&T. We had copper lines. We were doing that stuff. And then there was a shift to wireless technology. The emerging economies, right, where you get a little bit of a uh, an economic downturn uh, or even a significant one, the emerging economies are the ones that will benefit from technological revolutions and, and innovations. China, for instance, um, when wireless technology came about, boom, it exploded. Whereas they couldn't build out their infrastructure for you know billions of people, they were able to issue cell phones to people really lickety split. And that was in the 90s during a recession. It was yeah. exploding in China. Uh, everyone's buying cell phones. So the emerging markets and the the you know the the third world nations are going to benefit from the technological revolution that's coming, like whether it be you know electronic vehicles and and furtherance and electronics development, AI technology, so on and so forth. So silver is yeah. going to explode. Well, be consistent. I'll say it will be consistent. It's not going to go backwards, is it? I don't. Th I don't see how. Mm -mm. I mean. I, I really, I don't see how. The fundamentals that cause growth are way too strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you sound like John McCain. <laughs> right before oh, the, no. <laughs> no, we won't go by that. He was Oof. terrible. All right. All right, Dr. Kirk. So, so right now, um, like the, the food production industry in the United States of America, I mean, there's certain sectors of the market you can't, outsource it like Tyson mm -hmm. chicken is Tyson. We're not going to be importing our chicken from China. Are we? I mean, food processing plants, mm -hmm. we still have food, uh, uh, uh demand. Um, yeah. how is yeah, the food? We, still, we have a lot of people that need to eat. Yeah. How's, how's the food sector, you know, looking uh, relatively or in comparison because you got the inflation piece in there as well. So those guys making money, hand over fist because of inflation? Well, no, because it's, I mean, you're seeing inflation, inflated prices in all aspects of like, so huge. why is, why is beef so expensive? Well, Ooh. because grain is so expensive and fertilizer is non-existent because it came out of Russia and they put export controls on it. So mm. you're not getting as much yield out of the crops. And so to feed the animals is really expensive. Water prices are going through the roof. So it's like everything going, it's not like the, the food producers are making money hand over fist. Every cost along the way is going up, which causes the end result to us to be very expensive. Mm. I mean, I, I can remember going out to a nice fancy restaurant um, a year ago 
And I like I'd get salmon. This place that I went to, I'd, I'd get salmon. It was like twenty nine dollars, right? So now it's like forty two. It's like what in the world? Is it and really? it might even be a smaller cut of salmon, right? It's not even the same size. It's smaller and way more expensive. So oh, there's that's the another. price of fuel is going through the roof, right? I mean, everything is going through the roof that go into the factors of production to actually have meat or fish or poultry right on your on your plate for dinner it's all going up there's another thing going on it's called shrinkflation uh, we're getting let have you ever opened up a can of tuna lately no i don't really eat tuna but i know what you're saying because i open up green chili cans all the time because yeah, we live yeah, in colorado and it's like a third empty and they're changing they're starting they're changing labels as far as the quantity but they're not changing the container so you feel like you're buying the same product you're getting less and the, price, and the price is going up. It's a double yeah. whammy, right? I mean, because I because I have a teenager at home, boxes of cereal go away like fast. <laughs> so that's that's big. I mean, you open up this big old box of like honeycomb or something. It's like literally half of the box is empty, but it still takes up the same amount on the shelf. That is shrinkflation at its finest, and marketers are really good at it. Yeah. Well, uh, again, coupled with regular inflation, you pay twice as much for less you're not paying twice as much it's more than that yeah and that and that's not calculated in the inflation rate correct right wow correct. yeah so yeah shrinkflation right people like that uh that term in the chat room all right sir and uh we have uh just uh, about four minutes here uh I, I every once in a while i say this uh in an urgent fashion uh right now uh, uh, we've got an older demographic. You got to uh, consider asset preservation right now. Not don't wait for the crisis. Don't well, I'll just go ahead and and stay put. Don't do that because things are moving fast. So you have to preserve what you have because you can't go out and get a new career and a job. You know, like you could when you were younger. So you pick up the phone. You call 720-605-3900 and schedule a consultation. Nobody's ever harmed by those consultations, right? Have you ever harmed anybody? No, no they're free. I mean, <laughs> yeah, right? all, our goal and objective is to give you the ammunition you need, so to speak, to actually make a good decision, right? It's like, you can't ever make a good decision unless you have all the knowledge and information in front of you. So we'll give that to you. And then either you decide, yeah, that sounds great. You know what, can we do a role, merry way? Can it, we do a role play scenario? There's, and it's going to vary from person to person. I'm going to get. I'm going to do a quick role play. You ready? Mm -hmm. So I'm on the phone with you, and I'm like, okay, I got a. Uh, I'm just going to use a, uh, just a rough number. I got a thousand dollars right now, Doctor Kirk. Uh, and you know, dollars going up, down, reserve currency, things are happening next month. But I got a thousand bucks in the bank. Uh, with inflation, shrinkflation, all that stuff. The thousand dollars, if I were to take that paper money and take it out of the bank right now, and I heard you and Pete, you know, talking about um, silver and how it'll stabilize or increase. If I took a thousand bucks and I bought silver, uh, is that a good move for me? What's better for me to keep thousand dollars of paper money? Or let's say I just want to park it and preserve that thousand bucks, the value of that thousand dollars and buy some silver, uh, keep physical silver. What would you say to me? I mean, ah, boy, all else being equal. Yeah. 
I, I would go into silver than I and been not being cash. I mean, cash does you no good. It's with inflation at fifteen percent unofficially, yeah. um, and you get maybe three or four percent on cash holdings. I mean, you're losing. You have to outpace inflation with your assets, but it's not that easy. Because I would also have to ask you, it's like, what are your living expenses? What is your debt? Do you have an emergency fund, right? I mean, we want to go through all of this to make sure it's like, yeah, I've got a thousand dollars. I'm not. If if you still had payments that you needed to make, that was your operating income. You can't put all of it into silver, right? But right. but if you had an emergency fund already established, if tucked you were away, set up, a thousand bucks tucked away, I'm not going to use it. It's just then, there. then you invest right. into silver rather than sitting in cash. Do not sit on the sideline in cash. If you don't have to, because it actually is harmful in an inflationary world to do that. Mm -hmm. Right. So you lock it in. But that thousand bucks that I had setting aside, I wasn't going to touch it. You know, maybe for a rainy day and that rainy day may come three or four, you know, years down the road. Maybe I got I got to buy tires in a couple of years or whatever. And I've got some extra cash socked away. But that thousand bucks, I'm just letting it sit there next year and the year after. Is that thousand bucks going to be worth less? And then compared to if I had locked it into silver, is it going to be worth less? I'm going to say the chances are highly likely I can lock in my value at a thousand dollars by converting that to silver. Correct? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Okay. As an example, so seven two zero six zero five thirty nine hundred, and the consultation is free. Uh, I am the consumer advocate. <laughs> and I'll tell you, you're in great hands with Dr. Kirk Elliott. Dr. Kirk, thank you uh, very much for always taking the time out. I appreciate it. People love our segments too, by the way. Yeah. They, they love, they, they exploded when they heard the term shrinkflation. Uh, we're going to end on this note. Imagine this, folks. You've got inflation. Your dollar's worth less. You, you, on the front surface, you see the cost of, you know, a tub of ground beef is whatever the grocery stores are retooling and that same chub may be weighted less they change the label on it and whereas you thought that you know you're paying twice as much for the beef you're getting less product for that double the amount right that's right sir yep. thank you very much i appreciate it you're welcome it's my thank pleasure you. thank we'll you see you soon yeah we'll see you uh ladies and gentlemen i love this segment because uh, it's, it's everything, uh, that we're living for to make, you know, Hey, we got to make ends meet. we got to take care of our families. We need to preserve our futures, uh, obviously. Uh, and that's why, by the way, good job getting us to almost, uh, and if you haven't hit that, uh, thumbs up button, that rumble button, uh, look at what we, the people did. we literally just put ourselves up on the top 50 leaderboard free advertising. And that happened with us. We're, we're not just a group of people on the boat just sitting there, guys consuming buffet. Um, we're actually uh, getting on the, the, you know, the pedal wheel uh, to, to help propel the boat, each of us, uh, or, you know, like a bunch of slaves with an oar in our hands, whatever analogy you wish to use to make you feel better. But uh, we are contributing energy to pushing us forward. It needs to be that way in every single instance. Break out of that mode. They want you in that consumption feeder, rely upon someone else and surrender 
uh, to the collective mode. You, you have to break out of that uh, in order for us to advance forward in the direction uh, that we want to go. All right. Tune in today, this afternoon, for the four o'clock show. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you go to PeteSantilli.locals.com forward slash support, ready? Let's go in the right direction. How do we, the people, push this ship forward? PeteSantilli.locals.com forward slash support. Free month using promo code TRUMP. Okay. And then at the end of the month, if you decide to stay with an annual subscription, we'll give you three more months and a MyPillow 2.0. What's that going to do? Helps us, helps Mike Lindell, uh, helps you because we're going to have a lot of great guests joining in the Q&As exclusively for our Locals subscribers. So we'll see you guys uh, for the 4 o'clock LFA show. Everybody loves it. I love it. Power packed hour, and we will see you then. All right. Bye, everybody.